1: Welcome to to the the dumbest dumbest part part of your your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. All right, you described the Unabomber. No, but, but sometimes no, you, go you can't one way. say that Santa no. is the Unabomber. There's a fork in the road. No, there's no and fork. And
2: sometimes you go down Unabomber Lane, He's and then you go down of Magic he and went Good to Thoughts. The North Pole in Santa Claus Land is what I'm saying. Magic chose a different path, and Good Thoughts
1: got together, had rambunctious sex, and Santa was made like the elements of the Earth. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir, Shabaka do! You want to sack? The guy is drunk. Whoa, back. Watch out, profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone.
2: <laughs> well, hello. No common man today. T-Bone here. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, this week, we got a whole bunch of different guest hosts popping in, because Mike is off all week. But starting us off, I mean, we go right to the bullpen, and we bring out I have a heavy hitter, which the metaphor's mixed. But Jensen <laughs> Lewis joins us. What's up, J. Lou? How are you, man? Well,
3: it is great to be with you, buddy. Looking forward to it today and tomorrow. And uh I already think I, I might have a top five uh addition to uh, the Yikes segment. Oh, okay, good. That's all. I, I wasn't Teddy even ready before. for you. I got a yikes right there. There you go. Yeah. yeah I was telling Teddy in the break, uh, some of these things that you see in the world and, and particularly on college campuses, because I know we're going to, we're going to start off talking college football. So I lived in Arizona for a while. Um, because of Goodyear and playing with the Indians, uh, the the you know spring training complex was out there. But I lived in Scottsdale and I trained in Tempe. For many people, you know, Tempe is where Arizona State University is. And I mean to tell you, I don't know how people get through their school years with what's walking around on campus. <laughs> and their Monday, their Monday and Tuesday party nights are like Friday and Saturday ragers here. Yeah, uh, in the Midwest, like it, it is, in uh, it's incalculable to me how you get an education there. A by even showing up to class, B graduating with all of the paraphernalia around and and the the sightseeing, if you will,
2: uh, I, I, that on that campus. I feel like there is just for for men and women, there is a uh, there's got to be like a modeling major or something going on at Arizona State. There's a few other yeah. schools that are like that where it's just who are these people. How do they? How does this happen? How do you? Yeah. How do you walk around looking like a Greek god? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But good for these people. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. It's nice and that so, that happens.
3: Yeah. And so to circle the wagons, there. That's. I know it's the end of the show, but I. I was just looking through stuff for that, and it popped up. So that's the tease that it's going to involve a college campus, and and just just a mind boggling coincidence of okay. an event
2: that happened. And and I, I think people will really enjoy it. I like it. Well, we do have, yes, Yikes is coming up at 534. So we've got that for you. We also have plenty. If you've listened to the show, you know how we typically do things here. College football, Buckeye talk, the first hour. We'll jump into the NFL, 4 o'clock hour. 5 o'clock hour, there's a hodgepodge. Mike always calls it a I, I Salad bar, I would even go with. You know, it's mm. just a little bit of everything. Kind of pick and choose what we get into. Uh, We do have Buckeye basketball tipping off tonight. The season starts for the men's team tonight, so we will be talking about that. Of course, all the coverage right here on the fan, as you heard Triple H say in the update. Uh, That's on right after us. We also have plenty of jacket stuff to discuss. We will get into some of that today. Uh, A little thing called the World Series happened over the weekend, J. Lou. I mean, I don't know (laughs) if you know much about baseball, but that's kind of a big deal. I've heard it's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) I will ask for your, like, Give me your minute take on the uh, – or whatever amount of time you want. Did did you find yourself able to root for the Astros after trash can fiascos of years gone by? Or is that still fresh in the mind for you?
3: I, I was rooting for the Astros to obliterate the Yankees after the ridiculousness that ensued in the division series because sure. of how they handled the Guardians and, and basically uh, –
2: <laughs> I don't want to start conspiracy theories, but a no, lot No, please happened. do. That's, I've heard that's good for the ratings. If you do a conspiracy theories, it helps. Yes, I've heard that. A
3: lot happened there that does not add up from a competitive integrity standpoint. Uh, a drizzle forcing a postponement is just ridiculous knowing that they needed... The extra day for their bullpen and to get Nestor Cortez. That's neither here nor there. I'm just glad the Yankees obliterated them and swept them. And then, you know, the, the expanded postseason was great. So you had Cinderella bell the ball in Philly, last team in, facing the juggernaut in Houston. And you know, you could have made an argument that you're probably a pitch away from that thing going to Game Seven, and and then everything's up in the air. But uh, fun fact in that game: so from Valdez and and Jose, or, uh, yeah, Alvarado had given up one home run apiece in like 246 combined ABs against left-handed hitters the entire season. They both gave up a home Uh, run to a left-handed hitter in the same inning.
2: Sometimes sometimes it's just not your day, right? No. No, sometimes (laughs) it's just not your day. Also, I like the idea that having the Guardians stay in three different hotels might have been Rob Manfred's brainchild. And in that case, we're ready for it. We're ready... Catch the podcast. It's the <laughs> J. Lou from the Files of the Beyond. What could have been? We'll do that. I like it. I like it. We're looking for more podcast content, so that's perfect. I'm good with there that. You go. um, so of course we're going to start talking Ohio State football. Buckeyes beat Northwestern twenty-one to seven in a dreary's not the right word for the day that Evanston, Relandless. Illinois produced. Oh, that's that's not even like it's not even football. Weather is sloppy. Right. this was dudes are taking they're they're practicing field goals right you've got field goal kickers laughing as they're trying in warm-ups <laughs> yes. to kick the ball into the wind and it just stops it travels 30 yards and stops and drops straight down and everyone's looking around going this is not is not how is that even a weather phenomenon that's not even like a hurricane because it just wouldn't go up how did it get up in the air and then it just dies and stops I have no idea but yeah I'm sure yeah, a physics I- major could you know, help me with that. But I don't know how much money it
3: would have cost someone to pay me to go to that. I don't know if there is an amount. It <laughs> looked brutal. I mean, I, yeah, I can't remember her last Molly, the reporter there. Oh God, And she's amazing too, by the way. Uh, on silent. I mean, she was uh, she just all bundled up and was basically like, "I'm just getting blown over." Yeah, and 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 I can remember watching on the preview there when Game Day and, and Ruggles is kicking. And as you said, it just stopped. The only other time I've ever seen that, Bone, is I think back in 2008, it was a Sunday night football uh, with Browns and Steelers. And Phil Dawson was kicking, I think, 35-yard field goals. And it literally went back at him because of how much the gusts were coming off the lake.
2: That's a good call. And that's right. It's outside of getting some Cleveland weather occasionally. Like you, You rarely see that type of wind. I mean, I know that we talk about the long grass and... Illinois is where we've heard of wind, right? That was, I mean, years where the Buckeyes would go there, it's like, oh, it's Champaign, Illinois, that wind. You yep. can't do anything about it. Well, apparently the state of Illinois just is great at producing wind, because I don't know what how, <laughs> how that makes your football team so much better. But here here's what I know with the Buckeye football team. We we are not wrong to have plenty of concerns about this offense mm-hmm. and to some degree about the defense. Right. Northwestern played A physical, nice brand of ball as old Les Miles might have said many moons ago. Um, The reality is they have not won a game on this continent. That is still true. Thankfully, the Buckeyes did take care of business, but it's about style points at this level too, isn't it? When you're trying to be the team that makes the playoffs and you know the SEC's got a very good chance still even with the results of this weekend at possibly getting two teams in. Spots are limited. You can't slip up and if you don't go undefeated, games like this having a close game could be the difference between you getting a second look by the committee and not, but yeah, I don't even know if they win all their games playing this way. If you play Michigan and put forth that type of effort against the run, watch out. And if you can't do anything offensively, watch out. This is, that's not boding well for just the regular season, let alone playoff aspirations.
3: Yeah. So I am of the, of the opinion that you, if Ryan day could have drawn it up where you're going to have a game, you struggle and you get tested on the road, this would be the ideal time. And, and have it happen Saturday after an emotional win You know, at Penn State, back-to-back road games. You could say this would have been a letdown spot, albeit they're 38-point favorites going into Saturday. And the weather conditions are with are. So no one wants to be outside in that, okay? Whether you play the game, whether you're watching the game, no one wants to be in, in those kind of elements. So it might have worked out perfectly for Ryan Day to have this group struggle and and Jim Knowles have to you know not necessarily go back to the drawing board. But fifty nine carries, it wasn't a secret with the weather what they were gonna do as far as Northwestern is concerned. But you let you let what Evan Hall get thirty carries and and basically have their way with the line of scrimmage. I think that's the most blatant thing I take out of that performance was there was no control of the line of scrimmage from no. defensive I mean,
2: angle. Uh, no, and offensively you had, I mean, I know eventually Mayan Williams got going and was able to to get some things done, but they still struggled running the ball for a, a yes. decent amount of this game, too, Ohio State yep. did. against. Look, I, I said it after the first quarter, Pat Fitzgerald got another 10-year extension after one quarter of football against <laughs> Ohio State because the expectations <laughs> there are just so high. Like, you have one quarter where you look pretty good and you take the lead against Ohio State. That buys you another decade at that program. And I know he's been a good coach, but this is a bad year. This is a down year for that team and we'll ignore it next year. If they get six wins, cause that's just how it works with Pat Fitzgerald. But there's no excuse for Ohio state looking this bad against Northwestern. I, I know the yeah. weather is bad. Run the damn ball and pound them off the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball and yeah. dominate this game that way that Ohio state should not be this one dimensional offensively and defensively. They've improved quite a bit. They did do what they, they, they limited Northwestern to seven points. Northwestern's not that good of an offense. They were able to run the football pretty decently against you. And I, I don't know how that's going to fare when you play a team like Michigan that can run it pretty much against anybody.
3: So glass half full. Look at this. uh, As I was starting to say with Ryan day, that if you're going to have this happen, you wanted it to happen now, but I'll, I'll take uh, a little silver lining of this. So CJ Stroud sets a record individually for the most rushing yards he's ever had in a game. And the the fourth down conversion play where everyone was all ganged up at the line, they thought it was going to Mayan. He rolls out and he scampers for the first down. If anything, you can put on tape that that makes you know a defense like Michigan or whoever they may end up you know playing in the college football playoff. It's another element that they've got a game plan for. And and in these kinds of situations where you're struggling, you're not. I mean, the longest completed pass, bone I think it was what 15 yards. That was it? Yeah, I think you're right, I, yeah. Still mind-boggling to think of that. But, okay, so you had to you had to find a way to grind this one out and do things that you're not comfortable doing. So that in and of itself was good for them to be able to have to go through. You still have yet to have a fully healthy offense, too. No Travion, no Jackson Smith and Jigba, we knew that. So I wonder if continuity presents itself a bit more once you get the two-headed monster of Travion and Mayan. And you get Jackson Smith and Jibba fully healthy, hopefully for the Michigan game. Fingers crossed. And, I mean, I think that that will solve some of the issues because now, I mean, this is how this was built coming into this season was you knew the receiving core was going to be deep as hell. That was supposed to take some pressure off the running game because you had to worry about those guys going deep and, and having those big chunk plays. Right now, I think if you're a defense, you're looking at it and saying, fine, Uh, We're going to force, ironically, C.J. Stroud to have to beat us through the air. Right. which is a, which was the strength of this team coming in. Yeah. So, it, it again, I, I go back to the initial point. It might have been a perfect thing to happen for them, knowing what they've got coming up schedule-wise and knowing that you've got to make some adjustments here. Even at home against Indiana, they're not good. They should beat the brakes off them. should be a nice bounce-back spot. But still, this is looking forward. This is looking forward to November 26th. This is looking forward to Indianapolis, if it's Illinois, or whoever they match up with from the other division. And this is also looking forward to the college football playoff. So I think they've got still everything in front of them. Let's make the adjustments here in the next couple of weeks and get some guys healthy. And I think that solves some offensive problems for sure.
2: Yeah. More thoughts on the game and some chaos this weekend in college football, as you mentioned. We'll do that next. It's man and bone. Jensen Lewis filling in on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Watch out for a grass fire blocking the two right lanes of 270 South Outer Belt, Westbound after Allen Creek Drive. It is causing some stop-and-go delays in that area. Please be very careful over here as things get cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. UPS is hiring warehouse workers, drivers, and tractor-trailer drivers near you at a rate of up to $30 an hour and bonuses for some roles. Applying out at UPSjobs.com slash shift, make the shift, make a difference. i Leanna Ray with fan traffic.
1: murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. No common man today. Jensen Lewis
2: filling in for him. We have got the segment that's not a segment. Yikes! Coming up at 5.34. So we were talking Ohio State football. They get it done against Northwestern, kind of. 21-7 to 7 is the final score, but everyone's going to talk about the way the game unfolded. You brought up, J. Lou, the The running of C.J. Stroud, which Mm -hmm. is something that we've been talking about since last year. Mike and I have differing opinion on this. I'm curious where you are on it because Mike's opinion tends to be that, you know, they'd like to run the football with him more offensively, but it's just not really something he wants to do or is, is keen to do. I've always felt like that was more of a coaching decision, that that's just not something Ryan Day likes to do offensively. Doesn't seem like it fits the way he wants to do it. He's talked often about having a pro-style offense. You saw clearly, though, they have in that read option. I mean, he always has the option to pull it, and he finally did a few times. I just wonder if that is something, you know, because there's lots of Buckeye fans who seem to think that's on him for not wanting to pull it more often, or is that because the coaches have said, hey, that's not what we have you here to do. We know that's not your forte. We're not going to try to force you to do it.
3: Yeah, probably more so. On we want to keep you healthy. Uh, we, we would rather uh, again. This goes back to if you have a healthy Travion and Mayan, then you know you you're probably not having this conversation. But that that hasn't been the case all season long. Now, I I would say again, what was the great part about when Justin Fields ran the offense was you always had to make sure that you were aware of his running ability it was an element of his game that produced. Great results, and and that's why I look at that performance Saturday with it was only six carries for CJ, but he had the real long one with forty four yard gain, the big long run, uh, career high seventy nine yards overall. I mean you're averaging thirteen point two yards a carry. That that has to be something that Ryan Day and and the coaches in that offensive room have to look at and say it's an element of our offense that we can use. Now you don't want to have to go to it too many times. But you want to do it enough that it keeps the defense honest. That, to me, has to translate to a bit more one-on-one, uh, maybe a bit more zone, and, and who knows, you might have a spy if he does it a bit more often, right? and and that allows you to to have a bit more of that pro-style offense where you're going to get guys open in space.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would like to believe that that happens, and I, I think it's interesting because we went from <laughs> an Urban Meyer, who obviously had plenty of great offenses in his day, but we saw with J- with JT Barrett back in the day where he would oh, just out of nowhere it would be like now we're just that's the offense right today is JT's just gonna run the football 25 times and you're like wait a second I, I didn't I didn't ask for that that's it's it's too many slices that's enough slices we're good and then on the flip side now you've gone to Ryan day who almost exclusively avoids calling that and is not it doesn't seem like to me that's an uh, that's nearly as big of a focal point for the offense I would like there to be balance with that of just let's have CJ have it like, have, like you said, have it in the arsenal so that everybody has to be honest about it. And I think that helps out in a situation like this, where first half you're 0 for eight on third down for the game. They were four out of 15. That's not going to get it done against good competition. Not that Northwestern, well, they are bad competition. <laughs> They're one win this year and it was against terrible Nebraska before they fired their coach. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the offense is fundamentally broken or anything, I mean, Mayan Williams still was able to do his thing, and he got going in the second half, and they fed him, and he he made it work, right? And CJ being able to run too, I'm sure helped. But my hope is that you have four or five a game like that is all you need. It doesn't have to be double digit carries for CJ Stroud. It doesn't have to be a bunch of designed running plays for him. It's just maybe make that more of a focal point of yeah. He's. I, I like the fact that he's reading the defensive end correctly, or the, you know the guy crashing down that he has to read. He made a couple of really good reads on that and was able to tuck it and get going. And that's all I want. It's just that's how you convert some of these third downs. That's that's the best way to do it is when they can't account for you, and then all everything else seems to open up. So I'm hopeful that will be more of a thing going forward. Um, but also, I, I will add, we talked a lot about the defense at least somewhat not being able to stop the run. A guy that I I'm trying to do a positive on the defense too, Tommy Eichenberg continues to be a positive on this defense. I oh, think yes. 85 tackles on the season. Last Buckeye to have last Buckeye linebacker to have over 100 tackles in the season was Rayquan McMillan back in 2016. We're on pace for that. 85 yeah, tackles are. you should be able to get there with Tommy Eichenberg. So I'm trying to have a couple positives. You had some silver linings. I think that's a good thing to see for this defense that. Tommy eichenberg has been able to kind of step up and be that go-to guy to get some stops when you absolutely need it. And he had a few big plays like that this week. So that was and good and to I, see.
3: Yeah. And I think you look at Indiana and Maryland, the next two opponents here. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, those are, those are two very, uh, dominatable, If that's even a word, uh, <laughs> we're games. making it one. Yeah, that's in. So I think those are, those are two games where you can, you can really flex a little bit. You can get back to feeling good about yourself, uh, especially at home you know against Indiana before you go back on the road uh, I, there's there are great things there are great assets from this team that we've seen throughout the body of work of this season and most notably in that fourth quarter of Penn State you know when they when they had to turn it on they did and it wasn't just the offense it was the defense you know you get the critical turnover and touchdown and then hey we're all going to have these these human element things where no one wanted to be outside on saturday in the in that weather okay you grind it out you get it done but you be honest about yourself and that's probably the one attribute of this group that they've done really well this year bone is week in and week out they've been honest with themselves all right we didn't do things well in this area we got to clean it up we got to do some other things but you're also getting game situations that reveal perhaps some more character attributes that you might not otherwise find out if you don't go through the adversity. And I think that's a great thing too, because let's face it, when you get the high noon for the big game on, on November twenty six, you throw all the rest out. And, and now it's just winning your, winning your downs, winning the line of scrimmage and, hopefully hanging a hundred on them. It may not happen, but you, but you want the feeling of we played our most complete game when we needed to. And we want to crescendo to that here in the next couple of weeks.
2: Yeah. I would also guess that, uh, Gene Smith, if he's watching that game, all this talk about, will home site playoff games be a thing when the new college (laughs) football playoffs happen? If Gene was ever wavering on that after watching that game, he's like, no, nah, you know what? We're going to play in Indianapolis in a dome. Yep. We're never going to play a home game, which sucks because I want to see Ohio State host a game at home. Definitely. I think playoff games at home. Bring up, bring an SEC team up here in December. Let's no find doubt. out what they can do. I'd love to see that happen, but yes. I doubt we ever will. Um, the other glass half full, last thing. Chaos weekend. A lot of teams had some bad <laughs> weekends, you you came out of this with a W. I'm not saying that makes you feel better because it was Northwestern. You weren't playing like a top 10 team, but the chaos did happen this weekend. We will talk about that when we come back. Alabama appears to be dead. We can point and laugh at Dabo Swinney and much more. All that's coming up next. It's Man and Bone, Jensen Lewis, filling in on the fan.
1: Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane of I-70 downtown split west Spun at the 71-315 west split. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area. Plan about a 5-10 to 10 minute slowdown as things begin to clear. Caution is advised here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by GeneratorFranchise.com. Millions protect their homes from power outages with Generac Generators. Would you like to be part of this lucrative industry? Generator Center, the nation's number one Generac generator dealer has limited franchise opportunities in your area learn more at generatorfranchise.com only an array with fan traffic
6: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time
7: and if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.
1: Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone.
2: No common man today. Jensen Lewis filling in for him. Hinderer Motor Company is who brings you Common Man and T-Bone every single day right here on the fan. So thanks to them. Uh, college football this weekend, J. Lou, was... Oh, yes. it's what it, This is why college football continues to be a sport that has so many eyeballs on it. Because every week you get these matchups. You get some games you thought were going to be good. Like Georgia-Tennessee probably wasn't the greatest game I've ever seen but you're watching two of the best teams go at it and settle it on the field. So we like that, but you also get to see things like Notre Dame who has not been having the greatest of seasons blow out Clemson at home. Like at Notre Dame is at home in that game, but I'm just saying like, these are the things we like to watch in college football. You get to see the great matchups that you expected. And then you all, you always get one or two that you're just shocked by the result of. So wherever you want to start, we can go in college football land, but Lots to get to in that this week.
3: This is again, and I know we've had arguments about the integrity of the regular season when this college football playoff expands to to twelve teams. But you you can't tell me that that Alabama, where they're sitting right now, let's let's start with them, okay? Sure. Because it's a that's a huge huge thing that it it barring something completely unforeseen, you're right. They're dead and they will not be a part of the college football playoff for the first time since its inception. Uh, Clemson, it's looking like probably is the longer shot to even get in over Alabama. So the first time in history we will not have Alabama and Clemson as a part of the college football playoff. Okay, great. Good new blood. Someone's getting in that hasn't been in, we think, and there's some pretty good candidates. But the flip side of this is when you have expansion, All right, so you have... Your five conference... This is this has been my argument for expansion the whole time, but also clarity. I hate the subjectivity of the committee on a lot of levels because you want to know at the beginning of the season, from day one, here's my clear path to get into the postseason. All right, And this is what I like about their proposal. You win your conference, you're in. You've got a seat at the table, you're in the dance, and then let's go play. Or you're one of the best, and here's where their subjectivity will still come in, albeit a bit differently... If you're one of the next best, what five six teams? Because they're also going to get in uh, the 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 be- the highest ranked non or group yeah, of five group conference of five. champion. I think that's okay. right. Yeah, which, which is fine. So at least there's clarity there for the majority of teams that at the beginning of your season, if you take care of business within your conference, you're in. You don't have style points. You don't have to worry about all this all, all this other BS. But what we saw on Saturday, now you're looking at teams like an Alabama, like a Clemson that are going to have two losses and one loss respectively to say, well, can we still make an argument we're one of the best 12 teams or one of the next best five or six teams that's not a conference champion? They would still want that right or that ability to have an opportunity to prove people wrong. But I, I still love how Tennessee was the number one ranked team. I don't know if you saw the amount of money that was pouring in on Tennessee, plus the eight, plus the nine, plus nine and a half. I'm sitting here thinking, holy hell, Georgia might handle them by double digits, and, and they and ended they up did. making it that way. Yeah, but uh, well, you, I loved it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that your your point is well taken that college football playoffs expanding, Alabama wouldn't be dead in that scenario, right? Clemson probably wouldn't be dead in that scenario. There's a chance, but if, if they've shown enough, even with two losses for Bama, no chance really of getting to the, you know, SEC championship game at this point that's that's probably not going to kill them in a 12 team playoff and that you lose something there right but I think what's also fun about that game particularly the LSU game yeah you can make the argument it's overtime win for LSU it's going for two it's it's you know all this excitement and and it worked out but Bama the problems they've had this year have not been out of nowhere right They lost Mm -hmm. a turnover battle in that game, although it was one turnover to none. I mean, that's still losing the turnover battle, which is something you typically don't see from Nick Saban coach teams. But the bigger thing that's glaring with them, and it has been more often this year, they get penalized so often. They had nine penalties in this game for nearly 100 yards. That's been a running theme with them this year. And Nick Saban's still the greatest college football coach of all time, in my mind and probably in most people's minds. It isn't unfair to ask, though, is this the beginning of him starting to come back to earth as more like a a really good college football coach who gets beaten once or twice a year as opposed to going, you know, thirty-five games unbeaten or something crazy like that, like we've seen in the past. I don't think that's I don't think that's likely to happen that he's just gonna fall off the a cliff now. But it's reasonable to ask. This Bama team was thought of as like one of the best in history to start the year. People yeah. were questioning this could be the greatest roster he's ever had. Well, if that were true, then he's clearly mishandled it. I don't think that's the case. I think that was over, that uh, the roster was overrated. But Bama has some issues, and I don't think they're easily fixed. They are not going to make the college football playoffs, at least as any way I could see it.
3: Yeah. And and I think also the depth of the SEC overall this year probably better or, or at least deeper than in the last five to 10 years where they've had this dominance uh, that, that they've been in, in the playoff all those years. I mean, just within their own division. Uh, of course, we know with LSU seeing it front and center there in Death Valley. Ole Miss, I mean, you, you got a hell of a, a matchup coming here with Lane Kiffin uh, and, and what Ole Miss has been able to do. They've been really fun to watch. Uh, the, the hyper drive that is Tennessee and their offense, they get they get tripped up. Georgia still, they, they had the best defense in the country last year. You can make an argument right now. They've only allowed 97 total points overall. They've only allowed 72 in six conference games. That's you do unreal. the math. That's phenomenal. Right on point with what they did last year.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I hate to I hate to admit it, but there's no doubt Georgia's the clear number one team in the country, and nobody anybody can say what they want. We want Georgia. No, you don't. No, no one right now wants Georgia because they are that good. But. There's still time, right? Ohio State can, could get to that level eventually, but they're, I don't think any team right now, after the week we just watched of college football, is playing as well as Georgia. But that's why it's a long season, and teams go through ups and downs. But Georgia's been the most consistent team over the last two years, for my money. Uh, meanwhile, Dabo Swinney, man. Oh. This guy... He lost one of his rocks at defensive coordinator, right? And Brett Venables mm. has not been able to replicate the success there. Offensively, they're not nearly as good as when they had Chad Morris calling plays. Some of the other guys they've had calling plays. It's it's not great at Clemson right now, and they'll still get recruits. But starting to look like this ain't a blip that Clemson bad last year. They played better this year against some some not great competition, but they're getting exposed. And I love to see it.
3: I think so too and, and you know, DJ Uyunglele, who was supposed to be the prodigal son, has been exposed. And and this is also even even ranked fourth, you know, coming into the weekend felt that was a bit of of what they've done in the past. Yeah. But isn't it isn't it ironic that the trigger man in, in all these scenes, you go through the top ten, top twelve in college football, look at the quarterback play. Okay? The quarterback play has been so important. And and Michigan didn't even figure out their starting quarterback until, what, week three? And McCarthy's actually been really good. But TCU, uh, they've got a veteran in Duggan in the back. He's been throwing the ball really well. Tennessee with Hooker, Heisman candidate. Oregon gets Bo Nix coming out of the SEC. He couldn't, he couldn't hit a, a pass to save his life at Auburn, and now all of a sudden has it working with Oregon. Jaden Daniels at LSU, the transfer from Arizona State. And then you know what Caleb Williams is doing for... Uh, USC. I mean, that's the top eight, right there. Yeah, uh, and and then you get to UCLA and Bama. So uh, this is this is so critical. We talk about a lot in the NFL where you've got to have consistent quarterback play if you want a chance to go deep in the postseason. Same thing applies here in in college football. And Stetson Bennett wasn't even getting the the run that he should. He's been heads and tails better yes. than what he
2: was last year. Yes. And that's scary if you're <laughs> thinking about what this Georgia team could continue to do, right? man. Because, yeah, he's he's taking it to another level for sure. And that is, that is worrisome. We will talk a little bit more about the rankings. We'll talk a little bit more playoffs as far as where it kind of stands right now. I know the playoff rankings are not out yet, but we'll get into you know, AP Top 25. We'll do that next. It's Man and Bone, Jensen Lewis, filling in on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and
5: Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find a grass fire still blocking the two right lanes on 270 in the south Outer Belt westbound after Allen Creek Drive. Please be careful over here as they get things cleaned up and watch out for a disabled vehicle still causing heavy stop-and-go delays on the exit ramp of I-70 downtown split westbound at the 71-315 west split. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on a pint of blueberries or six ounces of raspberries or blackberries. Just $1.88 now through November 8th. Get real. Only Ray with fan traffic.
1: Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
2: Man and Bone, no Common Man today. Jensen Lewis filling in for him. So college football rankings are out. Obviously AP Top 25 coaches poll. They're not really that relevant now this time of year because we have the playoff rankings coming out tomorrow night. But here's your top 10, as you kind of alluded to last segment, uh J. Lou. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, your top four. Tennessee, Oregon, LSU, next in line, USC, UCLA, right next to each other in the rankings. And Bama rounds out the top 10. Big 10 schools, Penn State is in at 14. And uh, Illinois drops down to 21 with their loss, surprising loss to Michigan State. Did not see that coming. But I shouldn't have believed in Illinois in the first place, right? That just feels feels weird to have any faith in Illinois, doesn't it? Like that, I can't believe we're even there. In this season, <laughs>
3: the- it, it it's weird um, because of what we know about that program for a while, and and I don't know if anyone like of the most improbable things that you've seen so far, just in the in general in college football, that has to be a top five thing of Illinois a chance to represent the Big Ten West in the Big Ten title game. Yeah, I don't I don't know how many people could have even remotely thought with Wisconsin, uh, even Minnesota, maybe the way that yeah, they had some veterans coming back. No one was picking Bielema in Illinois to be there.
2: No, no I, didn't, I didn't pick it. Also, I wouldn't have guessed this. If you said, name the AP top 25 teams that are nineteen, twenty, and 21, like back, you know, start of the season. I don't know if I would have ever thought – the combination of Liberty Notre Dame, and Illinois would have been right right <laughs> next to each other at any point. I would have thought like maybe Notre Dame is a top ten team, maybe they are completely out. I don't know Illinois I wouldn't have pictured being anywhere near the top twenty five Liberty yeah I mean they've they've had some decent seasons with Hugh Freeze, but I didn't expect all this so yeah that's uh I guess they're prob- yeah too late right. yeah. Florida State being in the top 25 is even a mild upset at this point, given all they've been through the last few years, how bad they've been. But yeah, so that that AP top 25 is interesting. I did note TCU jumping up to fourth, finally getting some credit for being 9-0. and I mean, they are undefeated. One thing you can say about TCU that doesn't work in their favor, and we'll see if this plays out with the college football playoff rankings. Uh, they, they have not... In their conference, right, the Big 12 is not exactly great. They're undefeated. Every other team in the Big 12 has at least three losses now, which is it's a staggering number, right? That you would be this far into a season and not have like a one-loss team or anything in the Big 12. That's, that's not going to help their resume the rest of the way out. They get no help from the rest of their conference, so that makes it tough. But if they're undefeated, you're going to have to take a hard look at them as, well, let's find out. Let's test what they can do. Let's see. It's almost like putting in a a Power Five conference that's yeah. just an undefeated power, even though TCU is better than that. That that Big 12 schedule is not helping them out much.
3: We're, we're going to find out because 7.30 uh, in Austin on Saturday night, we're going to find out with TCU in Texas, and that, that solves a lot of issues, I think, as far as TCU's resume and knowing what they have in front of them from a ranking standpoint because we know LSU – uh, has the inside track to win the West for the SEC? They likely play Georgia. Uh, that that's an eliminator there for for LSU from the standpoint of they have two losses. And then you know if you think of, if Oregon if Oregon slips up uh, as far as the Pac-12 goes, I mean they their end of their schedule they're going to be home against Washington, who just slipped into the top twenty-five. But then they've got to face Utah, who's always tough. And then they got to go on the road, a sneaky game at Oregon State before yeah. they play the Pac-12 title game. So it, it's still murky there for Bo Nixon company in Oregon.
2: Yeah, and Oregon has the blowout loss to Georgia on their schedule, which there's no way around that. But the I guess the only way around it is to say that was game one, week one, and how's everybody else done against Georgia as well, right? Mm-hmm. But if the argument comes down to Oregon and Tennessee, let's say. If it works out that way, where Tennessee's just sitting there with their one loss, it's only to Georgia. I mean, maybe you don't let them back in because it's like we well, already played Georgia. We saw that win, but you very well can't let if Oregon runs the table and they have one loss against Georgia, but theirs was by what thirty eight points, thirty seven points, whatever it was. Like I don't, I don't know how that works out in your favor either. So then maybe TCU's just sitting there saying, "We're undefeated. We're here. What do you want to do?" Like, yep. Give us a chance. I don't know if the Ohio State-Michigan dream of, you know, if that game is within a touchdown and it's a very well-played game and both teams are right there, and then that's your only blemish. I don't know if that lives on, if whoever wins that game goes and blows out whoever from the Big Ten West. I don't think the two teams from the Big Ten scenario is likely, but I guess it's still technically alive. I think the ACC is pretty much screwed, right? Nobody, Whoever's going to win from there is going to be at least a one-loss team because that's Clemson's now got the loss. Everybody else has a loss. I don't. I don't know how that gets better for you at this point with the ACC. But so it's a weird playoff picture. It's going to be interesting to see what the playoff committee does tomorrow night because they have got their work cut out for them. I would say.
3: Yeah, but. yeah, they do. But again, another argument here for the expanded postseason is seeing, and I, I think Game Day ran the matchups uh, of what they would possibly look like, and and I don't know why these athletic directors make this thing so hard on them. You you mentioned it at the beginning of the show. The the prospect of playing your regular season and getting that high ranking to host a playoff game, like it it makes so much sense. Like, we talk about the pedigree and the tradition of college football. Why wouldn't you want to showcase some of these places that might otherwise not get it unless college game day's coming or you get a primetime game? throughout the regular season, a lot of people don't get to see the pomp and circumstance. Why wouldn't you want to continue that on the backdrop of a playoff? Like, it I, it I, makes no sense to me for the neutral site and the corporate fans. I know. You
2: want the students. It, That's it, what you want. It boggles my mind, but yet you have Gene Smith talking about how Ohio Stadium's not winterized. You just heard that over the weekend, too, at the NHL saying we'd love to play a game in Columbus. We'd love to consider the Blue Jackets for a winter classic, but Ohio Stadium is not winterized, so until they do that, we really kind of Can't find a solution for that. And I'm crazy.
8: How is that not happened? It's Ohio state.
2: It's Ohio stadium. It's the shoe. I don't, I don't know how the money's not being spent to do that, but we'll find out. Right. Once, once this all gets sorted out and if they ever do go the home site playoff route, I'd love to see it be a winter game at Ohio stadium, but probably won't be lucky enough to see it probably won't happen. Um, Bengals got a big win over the Panthers. We'll talk about that. Plus, tons of stuff to discuss in the NFL today. Coaching change has led to one of the most head-scratching moves I've seen in a long time <laughs> in the NA, in the NFL and the NHL, for that matter, too. We'll do all that next. It's Man and Bone. J. Lou is in with us on the fan.
1: Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. You'll find the left lane of the westbound I-70 ramp to southbound I-71 that is still blocked due to a disabled vehicle. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area. Plan about a 15- and 20-minute slowdown as things get cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples is a one-stop destination for shipping supplies like boxes, mailers, and packing filler to services like UPS shipping. And right now, get 25% off UPS Express shipping services at Staples. Offer valid in U.S. Staples Stores through 1231. Staples, the best-kept secret in shipping. Emily and am ray with fan traffic.
1: come for the obesity stay for the anger this is common man and t-bone
2: hope your monday's off to a good start no common man today jensen lewis filling in for him good weekend for you J Lou. i didn't even ask how your weekend went as we were talking earlier today
3: Yeah, it was, Uh, and uh, this week is actually going to get really good. Uh, I leave on Thursday. Uh, The lady and I will head down to Miami for Mm. the uh, Browns and Dolphins coming up on Sunday. Going to mix in a Miami Heat game on Saturday. Really understand what the late-arriving crowd will look like, so that'll be fun. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's... Yeah. You know, again, with baseball season, you just go a million miles an hour for six months, and then everything comes to a screeching halt. So it's time to catch, catch the breath a little bit. Uh, actually, got out and swung the club uh, a little bit yesterday. Got uh, nine holes in because it was just amazing up here in Northeast Ohio last real week. We'll get favorable temperatures whatsoever, and then winter is coming. Yes. Uh, as early as Monday. So, yeah, man, it's been great. Love this time of year because of all the cross-section of sports. Loving that college basketball getting underway tonight. I'm actually going to head to the Cleveland State Vikings game up here tonight and uh, take in a little bit uh, of that. But love it, man. Uh, every All the cross-section of, of sports and, and being able to kind of dabble in everything. It's And then when January 1st comes, my man, finally be able to sit back <laughs> on the apps, log some wagers, enjoy a little vacation money. Uh and see if uh we can't find the pot of gold on some of these same game parlays.
2: That's the thing. I've already been kind of uh massaging the the pocketbook, if you will, to talk to my <laughs> wife and say, listen, honey, in the old budge, we gotta have a little little wiggle room for January because the old man hasn't got to do a lot of that lately, because I'm I'm skittish about this is always my problem, Jensen, is when I think of something, I immediately go to what problems would i have if i endured the most success of that particular thing so for example i look at gambling which right now in the state of ohio not technically legal but there are ways as you or i may or may not be aware of but the point is i would always be skittish about that cuz i would say what if i won 25 grand and then what am i you know does that have to get reported how does that all work and that's that's not the issue that most gamblers face most gamblers face how do I not lose all the money all the time? Cuz right it's not exactly that easy, but in my head it's like what if I won 25 grand? I don't know how you how you get how that all works. So I just didn't want to bother cuz of the success that I was afraid I would achieve. So now January then that's all it's all gravy. It's all right there. You just report it on your taxes just like you would anything else. You don't have to worry about some bank from who knows where sending you a check that you've never heard of some weird name on it. You got to go try to get a bank to cash it. It's all going to be on the up and up and I'm thrilled, but I'm a little scared. I'm a little, a little scared of what that first weekend is going to be when you're right. It's just right there on the phone, but it's going to be a good time. I can't wait for it, man. It's yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we don't have to do the hypotheticals anymore. on looking at these numbers <laughs> and uh, wondering what could be, I would say if you were in game betting, let's say, I don't know the Bengals game this past week, oh, uh, wow. yesterday, I'm going to guess that number did not ever get to one that that you couldn't have put a bet on it and still made money on Joe Mixon total touchdowns because they were probably like four and people are like, yeah, I'll still do that. And then and then it ended up being five. I mean, he just had a ridiculous day yesterday uh, and it was it was a full on performance by the Bengals against a well Panthers team that they have no idea what they're doing right now. But good win for the Bengals at home. They needed that one.
3: I think Tito and I talked about it Sunday before the game got underway. That two things I was looking for from the Bengals: can the offensive line be consistent enough, and if you got the ground game going with Joe Mixon, it, it would lead them not only to a win but also kind of the roadmap moving forward. Uh, it, it sometimes it's just as simple as, "Hey, we need to run the ball a little bit more." Uh, I, I think there's I think there's a lot to like about this group, and and I actually snaked a a, a Bengals future to win the Super Bowl. Uh, mainly for hedging purposes because I still think they've got an opportunity to really get into the thick of the elite teams in the AFC. The, the talent is there. They just need to get a little bit healthy. But I, I do feel that with the schedule they've got coming up, they've got an opportunity for this offensive line to make a statement. I think they did yesterday, albeit Carolina, not, not the greatest of pass rushes, but they still need to get consistency from the backfield well five touchdowns later joe mixon just said go ahead hold my beer i'll make this look really easy they need him to be impactful uh even more so when when jamar chase eventually comes back because as we kind of bring the analogy forward from cj stroud needs to get jazzen smith and jigba and travian travion Travion henderson healthy uh, to really light that offense on fire imagine getting the ground game going and then knowing you've got to bring up a guy or two in the box and then you've got chase over the top with Higgins and boy, I mean, Higgins played well yesterday as well. There, there's still plenty of talent here with the Bengals, plenty of talent to be in the elite of the AFC. They just got to get rolling. And I think yesterday is a step in the right direction.
2: Yeah. And, and that, that Browns game aside, it didn't make a lot of, it still doesn't make any sense to me. What happened in that Browns game? I've had Bengals fans go to me like, what were your Browns doing? And I'm like, I, I wish I knew. Cause I don't, cause that's not, I don't think that's a replicatable thing that the Browns are going to do the rest of the way out, but maybe I'll be wrong. We'll see. But schedules setting up. Okay. For this Bengals team, right? I mean, on the road against the Steelers, you get a chance to go avenge that loss that you had early to start the year. Looks like that would be very doable against the Steelers team on the road of the Titans. Again, looks like a doable game that you could then go out and win. You do have the chiefs, but you get them at home. That's a four thirty game. And we all know they're going to be Bengals fans are going to be ready for that one. Then you play the Browns, try to get revenge there. You're at Tampa, which as we saw yesterday, Tom Brady still got a little magic left in the tank, but it's not the same Tom Brady we've seen over the years. doesn't appear. I mean, there, there's no doubt they can still go out and not only win this division, be one of the teams that gets red hot going into the playoffs. So um, it. I, I'm not. I'm not down on this Bengals team. I know some people are, but you're right. Getting Joe Mixon going is a, a huge part of what they needed to do. So that was good to see, and good for their offensive line to actually show up and push somebody around for a little bit. That is uh not not something I was expecting to see either out of that one. So, uh yeah, overall good game for them. And meanwhile, on the other side, just for the Panthers, real quick, like was any were you surprised at all when Baker Mayfield came in that game and started looking like a Pro Bowl quarterback when it's thirty five to nothing and no stakes are on the line. No offense to Baker, but it's like I, I, yeah, that's right. Everybody doubted you, and now there's no stakes, and you can suddenly play great. That's not a shock. Didn't shock me at
3: all. Uh, we've seen a lot of that here in Cleveland when uh, there's no stress on the line. He he can do that, and and a lot of people can do that when there's no stress on the line. But uh, man, boy, does that team look so different without Christian McCaffrey, uh, w- without you know, skill position guys that that have a... Again, it goes back to the argument, you've got to have a quarterback, man. You've got to have a good quarterback if your team has any chance. And and of all the years for Carolina to want to have a good quarterback, with the Atlanta Falcons of all teams leading that division, the same division that has Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, boy, that's a swing and a miss. Uh, and, and maybe it goes back to having Matt rule still as the head coach to begin the season. That, that might have yeah. been, hey, if we... If we don't think that he can do it at the end of last year, maybe they should have moved on and and uh, also found a way to get a quarterback in the draft.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's and that's now where they're they're sitting, clearly staring and hoping that they can become that team that ends up with a top five pick and maybe try to change their franchise. Another team that I don't know if they're quite in that boat yet, but uh, it's panic time in Phoenix, is it not? Cardinals are now three and six. <laughs> the Seahawks, after getting rid of their franchise quarterback. No problems apparently like Geno Smith has them playing not I wouldn't say the best of anybody in the NFL but you're six and three in a (laughs) in an NFC that certainly you know outside of the NFC East there's plenty of winnable games left for them and they they look like they could be a a great playoff team get a good seed, and who knows after that you get if you get a a home game somehow and suddenly have that crowd lubed up ready to go I, I like their chances it's not like the schedule just sets up that it's it's all over and done with. They still have plenty of division games left here, but 4th Street wins for the Seahawks, and, the, and meanwhile, the Cardinals have to be panicking a bit, I would say.
3: Bone, if the playoffs started today and they don't, Seattle is the three seed in the NFC. They would host the New York Giants. Right. I, that is, that is if, if Pete Carroll isn't the frontrunner for coach of the year, and I get it, Nick Sirianni, you got a goose egg in a lost column, so he's definitely going to get uh, a lot of consideration, but how do you not have Pete Carroll uh, edging him out right now. I mean, Kevin O'Connell too in Minnesota, seven and one. Uh, the 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 coach of the year is coming out of the NFC, uh, unless Robert Sala finds a way to get the New York Jets, you know, eleven wins. And even then, uh, I mean, we got a lot of good candidates. A lot of good candidates for coach of the year. Um, Cliff Kingsbury probably part if he makes it to the end of the season. Uh, the the easy you know Black Monday firing yeah, for, right. for Arizona there oh yeah and again they've they've got a ton of they still have a ton of talent I knew, I know they've had some injuries and Hopkins just got back from the the p e d suspension but man, you give all that money to Kyler Murray you had the leaks about the contract stipulations of him having to watch film for a certain amount of time how does that how does that say yeah we've got a great franchise we're excited about where we're going and you got to you that that somehow leaks or that ha, if if there was any credence to that whatsoever,
2: boy, that that would have given me a red flag about Arizona for the whole season. Yeah, totally. And now they've lost four out of five. They played the Seahawks twice in that span, lost to them both times. Can't drop that many games your division. I mean, this they're they're essentially I mean, I put a fork in them clearly. But yeah, you're right. Like Cliff Kingsbury certainly is going to have to wear that and all that drama with uh, Kyler Murray to start the year and then they they took the stipulation out and said, no, it'll be fine. Well, it's not been, and they have major problems they've got to figure out. A guy who's not going to get coach of the year either is uh, Frank Reich. He is not a coach in the NFL anymore. He just got fired today. We'll tell you who the Colts decided to replace him with, and it's one of the most shocking things I've seen in the NFL in quite some time. We'll do that next. It's Man and Bone, uh, Jensen Lewis, filling in on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on the ramp from U.S. 33 eastbound to Hamilton. It is causing slowdowns in that area. Please be careful as traffic begins to build. And an earlier disabled vehicle is cleared from the westbound I-70 ramp to southbound I-71. The traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on a pint of blueberries or six ounces of raspberries or blackberries. Just $1.88 now through November 8th. Get real. Only Ray with fan traffic.
1: you wanted the best instead you got these two this is common man and t-bone
2: no common man today jensen lewis filling in for him we've got the segment that's not a segment yikes coming up at 5 34 by the way would you like to go to a blue jackets game for under 100 bucks we can make it happen introducing the 97 10 Fan ticket package, $97.10 fan ticket package. Get two lower bowl tickets or four upper bowl tickets for just $97.10. Reserve your tickets now to see the Jackets host the Flyers on Tuesday, November 15th. I hear they have a new coach in Philadelphia. That might be of interest to Jackets fans. Visit (laughs) 971thefan.com for all the details, and we will certainly talk some Jackets later on in the show. Also, some big news for the Buckeyes, J. Lou, the basketball Buckeyes men's team starts off tonight. Against Robert Morris all the action coverage starts at six right here on the fan Justice Suing available tonight so that is that's good he's had an ankle injury causing him to miss the exhibition game against Chaminade last week but we'll take it man having him available tonight is a good sign no Gene Brown but Justice Suing getting going would be a big step for this team if he could actually uh, stay healthy and improve on what he did when he was healthy here that'd be nice yeah.
3: Yeah, he would. And and again, just to, the consistency of scoring. that That's going to be a huge question early in this season. Is Who's the go-to guy? Who's someone? I think you said, who can you get 15, 18 points a night from? Uh, suing, uh, we know the athleticism is there. Uh, there's going to be some working through of the rotations. Of course, uh, we believe that uh, Zed Key would be there in the front court uh, in the starting five. And then who do you put around him? Uh, to to create some matchups that are advantageous for him, but yeah, good to see suing will be in there, and you know uh, this is uh, this is going to be a tough task for Chris Holtman because of the transfers, because of the continuity, and you know trying to get synergy with with your first team, your second team, guys off the bench. So gonna have to give it a little bit of time here in the early going, and and they'll certainly have a couple of tests. Of course, going to Cameron Indoor, uh, we'll learn a lot about him uh, after that, but. Uh, good to see them get underway tonight and, and
2: excited to watch what they can do. Yeah. Um, so we mentioned it earlier that the uh, news broke today that Frank Reich no longer head coach for the Colts. He got canned, and their season's off the rails. They lost again yesterday in embarrassing fashion, and not a surprise, right? They Matt Ryan experiment did not work out for them. This is, uh, this is not a good – the offense has not come around at all. And so kind of thought they're in – you know that that mode where they're probably going to tank the rest of the year and try to see if they can get a top pick we'll see if that happens but then once they make the firing there was this report out of the Indianapolis Star that said John Fox would be the interim head coach John Fox is on the staff he's a defensive assistant guy who's been in the NFL coaching for many many years that made a lot of sense to me when I saw that I thought oh okay yeah John Fox takes over rides out the season he's not going to be the permanent head coach but that's you know you keep it in the building Then that was uh, shot down as it came out from ESPN that actually uh, it's Jeff Saturday who's taken over as the Colts (laughs) head coach, which he's in their ring of honor. He's obviously a great player. And and those who watch ESPN, you may have seen him a lot on TV recently because he's turned himself into quite the TV personality, but uh, no coaching experience at college or pro level only at the high school level. Briefly has not played in the league since 2011 J. Lou, I, I was floored when I saw this news. I don't know where, what your reaction to it was, but I was shocked. I, I don't know what he – how much has he been around the team,
3: first of all? Because, God, we know what goes into the coaching searches during the offseason, let alone you know, elevating someone within, which 95% of the time is what happens when a coach gets fired in the middle of the season. You elevate a coordinator or, or a position coach. Take a guy off the couch. This, there, we must not have the full menu of information here about why this was like. If I'm a coach coming into the building today, and this is the news, what I need, I need some sort of clarity on a how he was a candidate, b. What was the process of selecting him over everyone else who's been there day in and day out since training
2: camp? How is this even possible? It doesn't make sense. And and I was talking about the staff. John Fox is on the staff there. Their defensive coordinator is Gus Bradley. I mean, that's who's a guy. Who's been a coach? Who's yeah, been a coach? I mean, you, you've right? got a couple guys in the building. But let's say you wanted to go with someone who's in the ring of honor who just doesn't have a lot of coaching experience Reggie Wayne is on the staff as a wide receiver coach. It's his first year, but he's actually coaching in the building. He's, I mean, elevating him from wide receiver coach to head coach. That would also be quite a, wow, that that's quite a jump up for a guy who's been coaching the league for a year. And maybe that's a, a bit too soon, but I know it's an interim tag. I know it almost doesn't matter. There, there were some reports that say that Jeff Saturday, more or less is Jim Irsay's buddy. Go figure. And that that he's going to come in and more or less look at it with, from the outside and say, "Here's what I think's going on. Here's who I think should stick around. Here's who I think you could get rid of." Here, you know, he's going to lend his his expertise on that. And my concern there is, that's fine. He's a former player. He might be able to identify some weaknesses or some inefficiencies or what have you. But he's never been a head coach or an assistant or a position coach at the NFL or collegiate level, how's he going to evaluate anything on the coaching staff? How's he going to provide good feedback to you? You know what I mean? Like, that's like a mechanic saying, I'm going to bring in my buddy who drives cars to tell us what's wrong with our dealership mechanic. Like, I don't... Why? (laughs) That's not what he does. It's not his thing. He's not versed in that. You should bring in someone, if that's your idea, go... Go bring in someone who's maybe mm-hmm. got some... Exper- Tony Dungy comes to mind as someone yeah. <laughs> who has some expertise coaching who might be able to be your interim head coach and be able to say, hey, i got to tell you, you got a couple candidates here. You've also got a guy here who needs to go immediately. Anything like that would make more sense than what they're doing with Jeff Saturday. Anything.
3: Uh, I can't wait to hear Jim Ursay, the owner there, and we know he's an eccentric man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, if this is... Hey, we just... We prefer guys that have been in the family. We prefer, I mean, like even trying to sound this out together. Bone is people listening. Like if you have if you have information, let us know because it's any way you look at this, it makes no sense. No sense to take a guy who's been a TV analyst, great dude, Jeff Saturday, great dude, fun to listen to. But then I'm thinking about it as a player. Like oh, if you're yeah. Sam Ellinger in the offense, you're like, uh, yeah. So, you, you were a great center for Peyton Manning, but, gosh, kind of a lot's happened since then, pal. Like, do you, like what kind of scheme? You know, what, how how do you game plan? And oh, by the way, because Twitter is undefeated, how about him? This is Jeff Saturday. I think I sent this to you guys. Uh, he has a tweet out there about how bad the Raiders looked. <laughs> Guess who the Colts play on Sunday? That's right. They play the Las Vegas Raiders.
2: Yeah. Get your popcorn. Here we go. Right. I mean, get your popcorn for probably what will be awful football. But yes, the Raiders will not be forgetting the fact that the new head coach, who's never coached at any level collegially or NFL, that guy is now going to come in and the awful team gets to play against him. Good luck with all They have They have no one on the staff, apparently, who has called a play in the in the at the NFL level. All their offensive coaches, that I mean, all of that was being done by Frank Reich. So like that's now gone. Which it makes sense. You got to fire him, that's fine, but they're not it's not, I guess, like they could elevate someone who it's like, yeah, he's an expert play caller, now he's gonna run the offense and run the team. They don't have that guy. I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna throw it out there that perhaps Jim Ursay, his qualifications for owning an NFL team being that daddy bought it and then died and gave it to him. Maybe that doesn't qualify him to just make every decision. And I'm not trying to go too far down this road, but the people who filed the Brian Flores lawsuit and everyone who's looked at the Rooney rule and everything else with that, they're going to have a field day with the fact that the NFL claims it's not a good old boys network. And then Jim mercy called a good old boy of his and said come on over and jumped over all these other guys who are qualified who have talent who are in the building who have the expertise. NFL's going to have a tough time reckoning that. If if this unless you can say cuz Jeff Saturday was technically a consultant and we don't know to what level that was, if they're trying to say he was already in the building, he already knew the process intimately, we count him like an assistant coach, maybe that flies, but it's it's just one of the more bizarre things. It's a self inflicted wound, I think, that the Colts are now adding on. Maybe it works out brilliantly, but as the analytics guys will tell you, even if it works out brilliantly, it's a bad idea. <laughs> statistically says statistically it looks like this is not gonna go well for you. So Jeff Aries a great guy. Seems like a nice dude. I hope it works out for him, but this is shocking to me. It's truly a bizarre move. So I I, I don't know that we what was it, Norm Van Norm Van Brocklin? was the last guy in the 60s. I think that's right. That is ne- that had zero head coaching or zero coaching experience at college or pro level who was given the job. So, it's it's been some time since we've seen that. Uh Justin Fields by the way, it's been a while since we've seen him look as good as he is right now. He is absolutely looking great. So good in fact, he's even better than Aaron Rodgers. Not really, but he's playing like it right now. We'll talk about those teams next because those two quarterbacks could not be headed in different directions. It's all next, it's man and bone. Jensen Lewis filling in on the fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Traffic is delayed on I-71 North Side northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan about a five-minute delay. And more slowdowns expected on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by Musinex Fast Max Cold & Flu All-in-One. Celebrate comeback season with Next Fast Max Cold & Flu All-in-One. Its maximum spring formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Musinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit fastmaxcashback.com. Use as directed. Found the NRA with fan traffic.
0: attention Attention.
1: please flip your listening device to the stupid setting thank you you're listening to man and bone
2: jensen lewis filling in for common man today we have got the segment that's not a segment coming up one hour from now yikes and Lou, i'll tell you i've been doing some math for one of my yikes and uh that in and of itself is its own yikes it's like a meta yikes a yikes within a yikes (laughs) yes which also speaking of Facebook's Meta is also a yikes. Did you ever get into any of that like the digital world, living <laughs> online, no. buying a I like when they showed me Meta, when I saw that for the first time and they're like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. you could be like a, a head and a body, no legs." I was like, "I'm out." I don't I don't need I don't need to be a digital version of myself A, but I don't need to be a poorly drawn cartoon of myself B. It's definitely not worth like whatever it's going to cost to get into all that no thank you i i have no desire to do that nfts any of that stuff it's not for me if it is for you great just not my thing
3: the uh, the only time i got into it was the movie form um ready player 1 oh which okay I, I that was phenomenal uh just in a real geek kind of sense but uh yeah that would be i don't i don't know if i could do
2: it like it just feels like a wormhole i right it's like i barely can keep up with the connections now here mm. in the real in the main physical world i can't have like a whole other social life that i <laughs> no. am i then like oh hey are you busy no i yeah i'm busy i can't do the thing like i was just talking with my brother about this where he said literally getting together with friends he scheduled a, a time to go hang out with a buddy of his february of next year because <laughs> they were looking at their calendars they couldn't find a weekend to like hang out so it's like hey february works I've i've been there like and now you want me to go into digital world and have more of those that I can't keep up with. No, I I'm good with just disappointing people in the physical world, let alone over in the digital side with everybody else over there with, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. So I'll just, I'll just deal. Um, how about what Justin Fields was dealing with this past, I don't know, past couple of years in the NFL and then how he's playing recently. I, I was, yes, they lost yesterday, 35, 32, to the Dolphins and the end of that game, you know, he he had a couple plays there where he made some good throws, his receivers let him down, but he sets an NFL record for, in a regular season game, most rushing yards by a quarterback, 178 on the ground, 15 carries, had a touchdown, the big 61-yard run, which was phenomenal. I'm so happy for this guy that who knows if he's going to continue to be this good, if he's going to go on to have a great career, but he was pretty much we we pretty much said yeah his career's over he's just not any good he's just not going to be able to get it done and the last few weeks he's really started to change some minds the the comfort level too and
3: and I, I would have to believe that a an offensive minded head coach you know Ibraflus was was definitely a, a difference maker from the creativity standpoint but also getting back to game planning, to your quarterback strengths. Novel concept, right, Bone? Right. Do the things that your quarterback can really do. You know, Mike McDaniel has done this to perfection almost with Tua down in Miami. Quick throws, get the ball out. That's what he was really good at at Alabama. And he could still throw the deep ball when he needed to. Well, the deep ball can come in the form of getting the ball to Tyreek Hill and just letting him run for 40 yards. Yeah. still the same thing right. it accomplishes right. the same goal and now looking at what Chase Claypool might be able to help with on the other side of Darnell Mooney and and what you would think from i mean they're the number one rushing offense in football and and you have fields and of course David Montgomery and, and Khalil Herbert so it's a, it's a pretty good three-headed attack there and they all possess different types of of skill sets for their running form what what will be intriguing is now with the schedule that's upcoming, you've got the Lions at home, which is a very beatable team. Then you go to Atlanta, who's had trouble stopping the run. Then you get a Jets defense, who's pretty good. you got to go to the Meadowlands for that before you'll play the Packers the first weekend of December at home. Now, what does Aaron Rodgers look like in that game? (laughs) We already know the wheels are off for the Packers this year. And remember... That Aaron Rodgers has owned the Bears at at at
2: uh, at Soldier Field. Mm -hmm. Just in general, he's owned them, right? Yes. Yes. This
3: could be a whole different dynamic. What do the Packers? Who is more disinterested to play that game? You know, as far as the Packers are
2: concerned. Yeah. I, I. And that Aaron Rodgers stuff, like you know, we kind of alluded to when I was teasing this segment. Aaron Rodgers, is obviously a better quarterback than Justin Fields. But right now, if you said you got to win one game and you get either of those guys, it's more of a question than it's ever been. Who would you take tomorrow to go win you a football game or to help your team win? Now, Aaron Rodgers still did some okay things in this game, but I mean, he looked at times. I, and again, I don't know football well enough. I admit I didn't play the game. I don't break down tape for a living. It's not my thing, but I don't know if it's. His receivers just are completely lost, and he's expecting them to be places. But he's throwing the ball to spots where there's nobody. That mm-hmm. whether the receiver's supposed to be there, he just doesn't see it. I tend to think still it's hard to blame Aaron Rodgers for all those issues, but three picks as well, two of them in the end zone. After you lead the team kind of down the field, it's not like the offense can't work for the Packers. But every time they sniff a little bit of success, it instantly blows up in their face and. He he looks like someone you're right who is disinterested, does not want to be there. Especially after he had a, a tirade after one of those picks that he threw. He's just it's not the same Aaron Rodgers that it has been for the last few years. I don't know what I don't know what changes with that.
3: Well, how how much does Devonte? So we we had this argument with you know did Belichick make Brady good or did Brady make Belichick good? Are we really looking at did was it Devontae Adams the whole time or at least for the last three to four years? Just that singular loss. I mean, because he still has well, Aaron Jones. Yeah, he still has AJ Dillon. I mean, the running game is fine, but I think I think defenses have had said at the beginning of the year, "All right, we're gonna ha- we're gonna force you to have to beat us through the air. We're gonna try and take away Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, and you're gonna have to beat us with the likes of Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, mm. rookie Romeo Dobbs. Who? Oh man, you feel terrible for the kid uh, having to come out of that game early yesterday." And then Christian Watson, their second round pick, uh, you know, even trying to to wrestle up the uh, the the glory days of the past with Randall Cobb. I mean, it's a bad skill, just a bad skill room. They just yeah. don't have a lot of big time dudes that that can get it done.
2: Uh, I it's it's hard to watch, man. And this Packers team, I, I know there are plenty of fans who are like, "Good, I can't stand Aaron Rodgers." He's not my guy personally, so I'm enjoying watching the meltdown a little bit. I'm just surprised that it, it has come so quickly. Mm. I do wonder, would next year, assuming he, I mean, I assume he's still playing. I know he kind of shot down some ideas that he doesn't want to play and he's ready to retire. But let's say he plays next year. I mean, maybe we show up at OTAs. Maybe, maybe we work on some of that. I'm not saying that's the reason you're here now, but Mm -hmm. when you're that guy who's always like, I don't have to do any of that crap. I'm Aaron Rodgers, baby. I just show up and it works, but you're not now that that's not you anymore. I don't know if that changes for him as well. And I don't know if that desires there. I'm sure he will make me eat my words within the next three weeks. He'll have a game where he will throw for 400 and we'll all say, okay, see, he's back. He's fine. But it's been completely off the rails for this Packers team pretty much all season long. And I, I don't know what the solution is there because yeah, other than go out and start drafting the guys he wants you to, but that's that's going to take time for that plan to work if that's what you're truly saying is the answer, so who knows. Uh, speaking of abysmal, the Jackets have been abysmal so far to start this season. What they need to do What needs to happen We'll discuss that next It's Man and Bone Jensen Lewis filling in On the fan
1: Fan traffic
4: From the Meister's Bar And Pizza Traffic Center
5: Good afternoon You'll find an earlier accident Has cleared from the ramp From eastbound uh, US 33 To Hamilton Road All lanes are reopened But traffic is still slow As it recovers in that area Also going to find some backups In Route 315 southbound Between Kinnear Road And 3rd Avenue This traffic report Is sponsored by Ohio Laborers And Ohio Lessig Distracted driving Is dangerous driving Be smart Ohio Laborers And Lessed are reminding you To never text while driving do your part, take the Safer Roads Pledge today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. Elmiana Ray with Fan Traffic.
0: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
1: Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
2: Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man today. Uh, Mike is out all week long. This week it'll be Jensen in today. Tomorrow, Timmy Hall coming in Wednesday our girl Jen Winters comes in Thursday and Friday. So, uh, oh, nice. lots of different hosts that we're having in this get a week. A
3: host of hosts this week. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's what we like
2: to do. We like to have a little <laughs> bit of everything happening on the show. So that's always fun. Uh, tonight the schedule, just so you know, we're on till six. And then of course it is, uh, you've got Buckeye basketball coming up. The men's team opens up the season. Timmy Hall will get you started at six o'clock, 6.15. Paul and Ron will take over as they get their season underway on the broadcast side of things. So, of all the action. Post game as well from Timmy right here on the fan. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to watching some college basketball this season. Even though, of course, Buckeyes, there's still some question marks out there. I'm excited to watch them take the court tonight. Uh, meanwhile, Jensen, I don't know how much you got to watch the Jackets over the weekend. They had the uh, back-to-back in Finland, uh, playing out there in Tempura, Tempura mm. uh Finland. Good crowd. It was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, not as much fun if you're a Jackets fan because the Avs took both games and it was really not that close. Basically, here's what good teams have found out with the Jackets: one good period, you can bury them. Yeah, right? that's that's what mm-hmm. it basically took. You talked about the Penguins game where you were you went to that game, right? You were there watching yes. it. Yes, uh, and actually, after that game, uh, they beat the Predators
3: and and the Canucks in uh, you know, two really well played games. Um, you know, but there's, or excuse me. That was, that was leading up to yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, my, my apologies there. No, you're good. The, they, what I was saying is they went to the rain. They went to the Rangers and, and won convincingly, you're like, Oh, okay. It's a, it's a solid bounce back. And then the absolute bottom fallout. Now didn't get any favors back to back games against arguably the best team in the NHL right now in Colorado. But <laughs> we were talking about this before the show. Like, what do you do? You can't, you can't get rid of some of the players. I mean, you felt that at the beginning of the season when you got Johnny Gaudreau, when you re-signed Line A to the extension. Okay, yeah you know, with with that front line, you, you felt pretty good that you were going to be able to hang with some people offensively. But I mean, here here are the goals allowed in this five-game losing streak: six, four, seven, six, five. Let's not get like, it done.
2: That's- it's not even close. <laughs> no no and, and it's one thing if you're losing three to two and or, or these games are really competitive and maybe you even outplay the other team and they just happen to get a fluky goal or you know something like that but i mean you you have some of those score lines and occasionally you've had you know corpy when he got back in there he he was making some plays saturday night or saturday afternoon rather trying to keep his team in the game elvis even though i know some people have been down on him i mean he's He's been trying to make some plays for this team and, and it doesn't matter because he's just seeing so many good looks coming at him. He can only do so much. I kind of think Brad Larson's days are numbered here but here's the thing. Like you just said, they, they, they won that game against the Rangers. That was nice, but then they play the Yotes. They lose 6-3. to three. That's embarrassing. That's bad. You're at home against Boston. Boston's really good. I thought after that Yotes game, I said, well, maybe... Jackets just kind of have a weird swing here where they drop a game they shouldn't, they win a game they shouldn't, and it evens out over the end. Nope. They get smoked by Boston. It wasn't even that close. Then you go on to New Jersey, and this is you know the day before you're leaving basically for Finland for a week, and they drop a complete egg, almost a complete egg on that one, but 7-1 to, to New Jersey. Not great. Not good at all. I feel like if there wasn't a trip to Finland in place there... They probably look at Brad Larson and say, all right, that's sorry. That's enough. We're not getting what we need. You're dead last in the NHL right now. <laughs> Three up, nine down. That's that's not getting it done. They go to Finland and drop both to, again, the Avs were great. But it wasn't. The first game was mild. It was competitive. They got back into it. And then that third period, they got smoked. And then really the game wasn't that close on Saturday. So if you were to say, all right, now we'll move on from Brad Larson. Guess who comes to town? Or actually, yeah, who you're hosting on Thursday? Yeah, it's John Tortorella's back in the yeah. building. That's really not the time to go fire your head coach when the guy who, you know, is been replaced by that guy is now that guy's getting fired, and torts is rolling back in here. And then maybe you go do the firing before the Islanders game. You go on the road to New York, but then guess what? Torch is back again. In Philly, comes back on the following Tuesday. You've got two games against torts in the next three. I really don't know what what the move is here. Other, but yeah, like you can't fire the team. Usually the move at, the, at this point in the season when your team is just completely playing out the string 10, 12 games into the season, that's usually where you say, all right, it's time to change up the coach and see if we can salvage this season a bit, get them playing the way that they're capable of, which may not be playoff hockey, but it should be better than what we're seeing. I just really don't know where, because of narrative, I don't know where the timeline is that you do this. You couldn't fire him in Finland. That clearly isn't great. Couldn't fire him right before Finland. That's not great. And I don't know what you do now. It's it's a weird stretch for this Jackets team, and I don't know how they turn it around. Unless just shockingly everyone starts playing better, but I don't see that happening.
3: Yeah, I wonder if this stretch of home ice, you know, is is something that is there is the last gasp, you know, for for Lars and company. Uh, I mean, there's there's the quick trip to the Isles you know, to to New York on the 12th on Saturday. And and then you're back for one. You got seven one, two, out three, of eight four, at home, seven, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and, and again, it, tough competition, no doubt about it. You got Florida in, in, in there, and Montreal's been playing better. But either way, perhaps that, and, God, and you hate to see it, if that happens, like, before they go to Nashville,
2: uh, if they've got to let him go. Right. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving week. Like, <laughs> right, there's no good time. I mean, again, no. you're firing someone. There's never a good time. But it, I, I just... It kind of feels like it has to happen at some point. I'm not rooting for it. I think Brad Larson's a good dude, but it's results business. A lot of good dudes get fired being head coaches, being assistant coaches in this business. It's just the way it goes. And I just I don't think there's any turning it around right now short of shaking it up to that level. So find out. Got a few days before the next game. Thursday is when they play again. Or sorry, not Thursday. They play yeah, Thursday. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. wrong. Play mm-hmm. again Thursday. Yep. If they don't have a monster effort there, I don't know what happens after that. Unless something changes between now and then. We'll see. Uh, Take a break. If you missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we've got you covered with the rundown. When we come back at 5.02, it's Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man on Common Man and T-Bone. Fan traffic.
5: From the
4: Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-71 northside northbound near 5th Avenue. It is causing some slowdowns from 670. Please be careful over here. Plan about a 10-minute backup as the road begins to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. UPS is hiring warehouse workers, drivers, and tractor-trailer drivers near you at a rate of up to $30 an hour and bonuses for some roles. Apply now at UPSjobs.com shift. Make the shift. Make a difference. i Ray with fan traffic.
1: Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Shoppy time. This is Common Man and T-Bone.
2: Welcome in. Hope your Monday's going well. Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man today. It is Reaction Monday, sponsored by the Buckeye Law Group. Injured after a car accident. Remember after 911. Call 4 one 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 pain Jensen. Have you uh, happened to take a look at the old Powerball lottery jackpot that is available one, uh, to us right now? One point nine billion now. Is that what it is? <laughs>
3: so I you played last week. You said it, you said it yeah.
2: so. You said it so casually too. Of like one point nine billion, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's so an amazing played, number.
3: Yeah. Okay. So again, you've got a what uh, two hundred and twenty-five million to one chance. I think is something like that. I play. We played last week. I, I usually just throw a twenty down. You know, get. You know, ten ten lines of numbers. All right, let's see what we can do. But uh, what, what's really disconcerting is when you we. I think we would all agree you want to take the cash, take the cash payout because you know you you want that money up front. There's there's more you can do with that than getting the the yearly stipends because God knows if they wouldn't be able to pay it all out. All right, oh, so you take yeah. that and then just the taxes. By the time you get done. It's it's less than half of the it, total amount. It is. It's
2: it is a small amount, man. But small amount compared to what it's it still would nine be. figures. It's, yeah. It's, still it's, nine figures. It's you're one point nine million down <laughs> to or, well. That's you're right. The real way to look at it is it's nine hundred twenty nine point one million dollars. If you take the annuity, it grows to one point nine billion dollars. But if you just take the cash right now, yeah, then you have to pay the taxes on that, and you pay taxes on that stuff either way. But still, I. I, we talked about this a little bit last week. I don't think you can go wrong either way. You know, like we're not talking about $2 million and you might not nail that quite right. And that might not set you up to retire. I think even if you take the lump sum, pay all the taxes, move to a state where you pay the most taxes, whatever it is, you're still going to end up with well over what $400 million, something like that. If you can't find a way to stretch that 400 mil into uh, your golden years, then we might be doing something wrong. That I think you should be able to do that. I think. I hope. Anyway, have so, you are you planning on yeah. playing? Uh, yeah, we'll definitely play. So I Gotta think play. I think out the door,
3: it's somewhere around seven hundred and six million. Uh, I think. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's it's five hundred eighty five point three <sighs> million is is
2: what you're out the door with. I mean, how it's- can you even live on that? Honestly, I don't. In this economy, I don't even know you can live on that five hundred something million dollars. Jeez. So basically you end up with thirty-one percent of the total of the one point nine billion? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Jeez. Which again, again, what what can you do with five hundred and eighty five million in this economy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's right, one how would in three hundred
3: Yeah, it's one in three hundred and two million chance uh to to uh uh get it for, for two years drawing.
2: Are you cuz Mike and I have talked about this. His wife Kristen mm. has this problem, I have this problem where I will bore my wife to death of like, well, first off, all right, we would take this amount and put it here. I would right. pay this off, I would do this, I would give this amount to friends and family, and she's yeah. like, "Are you actually con- like concerned with how this breakdown works? Like, we're yeah. not we're not there yet, pal." And I'm like, "I know, but I got to have a plan just in case." Yeah. No. I are you that way? Do you start planning yeah. it out?
3: I, I I already know what I would do. So, I would take half and you know, obviously, get with uh, my lawyer and a team of people to make sure you know that that is safely put away. Yes, uh, I would give I would give a hundred million to my parents, oh, and wow. and tell them you're done, uh, you're done working. Enjoy, you know, because your parents they do uh, you want them to have the opportunity to just do whatever they want to do. I mean, they've provided, they've they've sacrificed so much. So it's like, here you go, here's a hundred million. Go do what you want to do. Uh, you know, we'll meet up on the yacht, sure. Uh, right. You know, for for some holiday parties or something. Uh, very Wolf of Wall Street. I, I have a feeling, <laughs> you know. But um, I think I think the other portions of it, I would probably, I'd probably diversify into other ventures, like things that I've always wanted to do. Like I don't know how much money it would cost to get in an F eighteen. So Top Gun was my favorite movie ever. Right. And, okay. And Top Gun Maverick, obviously, I mean, if you were gonna have a sequel that could outdo the original, damn. Uh they they did a pretty darn good job. So I don't know how much it would cost to and I don't think bribe is the right word, but to donate mm-hmm. maybe to to you know, the navy <laughs> to to <laughs> be able to get flights. in one of those. Well they, yeah. the
2: the Blue Angels take people up all the time who are like local I mean Be honest, we're you or I are not that far off. At least from a you, for sure, are of the fame level that you could get one of those flights. Like just because you are like, hi, yes, I pitched to Major League Baseball, I cover a Major League Baseball team, Cleveland Air Show. You could get in one of those, and you are physically fit enough, you could do it. Yeah, I have a lot of weight still to lose, so that's where I would be limited. But you don't have to win the Powerball to do that. But I get what you are saying. You could you could lock it down for sure. Yeah, like I would want to. I would. I would want to make it worth their while
3: that. Yeah, you're not just doing this because um, you know, the the celebrity status. You're going to get a nice check. That's right. And 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 I again, I uh we have military represented my entire family and I just think it would be great to take care of those that uh, obviously, you know, make the ultimate sacrifice to to allow us our way of life. But that that's one thing for sure that whatever Flying whatever, whatever that check, yeah, whatever that check needs to be Happy to to get that out and and
2: and make that payable. I think to when you write the check, you get to pick the location. You get to say, uh, and we're doing this oh, in yeah, the Grand yeah. Canyon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're gonna fly, yeah. we're gonna fly Horseshoe Bend, and I want to pull G's around Horseshoe Bend. Does that sound good? And they're so, like, done. We're good. Good. Good thing you brought
3: that up because uh, in fantasy camp here for for the Indians now Guardians, uh, this will be the first time we can do it in three years. Obviously with COVID and the pandemic, but we have a guy. That his daughter, I think, married a pilot from the Air Force. And the last year we had it, he flew. They were in New Mexico, I think, for something. He was doing training or whatever. Okay. He flew. He flew because we have the graveyard, uh, the the uh, the airplane graveyard. I don't know if you've been to yes. good year to see. I've, it. I've, okay. I've heard of it. Yes. Right. So basically, in our outfield is this airplane graveyard. He flew his jet. From the training exercise, landed there, had sushi with us that night. Wow. He's like, oh, I'm just going to get up in the morning and we're going to take it back. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that you could do that. I got I didn't be either. That's a pretty good I was amazing blown perk. away. That's an I amazing sat there perk. like, are you kidding? Like, like, wait, so if you wanted, we could just go buzz the tower and you could just drop me off and I'd be ready for stretching at eight in the morning?
2: Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh. That's incredible. Yeah, you gotta, gotta, you gotta work that connection. I think that's on you. That's not, that's not Powerball lottery time. That's you pick up a phone and call and you make some, phone a friend, as Regis would say many years ago. That's what you got to do. All
1: right, Rundown, let's do that. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown.
2: Sponsored by Mobile Center.
4: Part of the 5GT Mobile
1: Network. So, Jackets, uh, I don't
2: know why I said Jackets. We already talked about them. Buckeyes, they uh, kind of looked like the Jackets for a little bit in this game <laughs> against Northwestern. <laughs> yes. It was weather that the Jackets could appreciate. It was cold and windy and rainy there. 21-7, uh, Buckeyes get it done at Ryan Field. One of the last times, I think the last time, Ohio State will get to play in the right. current version of that because they're going to tear it all down. And next few what years did, they'll play that games. New elsewhere. Building, Oof, the renderings of that new facility. <sighs> Talking about guys with the billion dollars, the, yes. <laughs> the Ryan family that's sponsored all that. They're writing some <laughs> checks, my friend. They are. Mm-hmm. They probably also can fly in a jet wherever they yes. want, whenever they want, and it Move could out. be an F eighteen or else. Anyway, um, so offense not great in in Evanston. That was that was bad display. Wind is a factor. CJ bails you out with his legs, not something I expected. I'm concerned about the offense when you play a better defense than what Northwestern is. I'm concerned about the defense when you play a better running attack than what Northwestern is because they're able to run the football well. I'm starting to get a little concerned about a game that's happening, you know, the day, a couple days after Thanksgiving uh, at the shoe against a team from up north because they seem to tick off a couple boxes when it comes to having a good defense and running the football, J. Lou. And so I'm getting a little nervous
3: so i I think I would agree with you if this was after the Maryland game and and we're heading into the week of but the fact that we've got a couple of bumper weeks here to to work out some of the kinks and get some guys healthy you know and i I know I said it when we were talking about it, but we have yet to really have healthy Travion healthy Mayan healthy Jackson Smith and jigba with Marvin Harrison jr and and Fleming and and Emeka Abuka. like we have yet to have the full arsenal of weapons available and if it was happening with a 100% healthy offense i'd be with you i'd be spooked because that's not how this is drawn up that's certainly not how they should play with the talent level that they have in those rooms so i'm going to i'm the eternal optimist i think that they've get they they have time indiana's a bad pass defense they they should be able to get the air attack moving there. Uh, you know Maryland, you're gonna. I mean they're an up tempo offense, but you should you should handle business on the road. Yeah, I, I don't. I think I'd be more spooked if this was the week of the game.
2: Yeah, having a couple more weeks to sort it out is good. I am concerned they got to be better on third down too. Oh, uh, oh, what am I trying to say? I don't know why I can't say it today. They were zero and eight on third down in the first half. 4 of 15 in the game, that's bad. Hopefully mm-hmm. they get it sorted out, but like you said, a couple weeks. Next chance to do that is against Indiana. That is at home. That is noon. All the coverage, of course, will start at 6.30 on Saturday morning right here on The Fan. Yeah. All right, so in the NFL, the Bengals, they had no problems with the Panthers. What was it 35 to nothing? And then Baker came into the game for the Panthers and yeah. suddenly looked like he could play, but... The bigger story was Joe Mixon five touchdowns for this Bengals offense. They needed that running attack to wake up, and it finally did.
3: I I think that they're a team that, as you look at the AFC overall, they're they're still an elite team. Even with with Jamar Chase hurt, they get him back. We saw Buffalo be a bit vulnerable yesterday in their loss to the Jets. The Dolphins are are thinking they're believers. They're going all in with the, the trade for Bradley Chubb and. and You know, trying to upgrade uh, their their running backs to to complement a really dynamic air attack. Baltimore, we're going to find out a lot more about them tonight without Mark Andrews. Okay, their primary weapon can can Lamar Jackson will them to victory in a hostile environment down there in New Orleans. And I tell you what, for three and a half quarters, the Tennessee Titans had you believing that they continue to be the giant slayer. Right. And they almost nipped Patty Mahomes in the Chiefs. It was a really, really fun game to watch. But the Chiefs get it done in overtime. Is it still Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Is it still their conference to lose, even with all of what we saw with Buffalo so far this year? Like they find ways sometimes, Buffalo does, to and and this is Josh Allen. They find ways to keep teams that don't deserve to be with them. Hanging around. And then most of the time they find a way to get rid of it. But Josh Allen decision making, like if right now, the way that they played yesterday against the Jets, they ain't no yeah. way in hell they're beating Kansas City. No. No way.
2: No. You're right.
3: But but then you look at Cincinnati. Then then you look at a team and a guy that had just been there and run through the game the gauntlet in in Burrow going through the opponents that he did. I still think That if Joe Mixon, and he's not going to score five touchdowns every week, but if he has the yards from scrimmage, like the total offense on a consistent week-to-week basis, that tells me, Bone, that obviously the offensive line is winning the line of scrimmage, but that they are making the concerted effort for Mixon to be a headliner in that offense. They're going to be able to run and gun when Chase is healthy. They've already shown that. But how do you win late in the year? You've got to have a running attack. Look at the Rams right now. The Rams are awful, just awful, because they don't have a running game. And and don't tell me OBJ would, would be a difference maker with Cup there. He wouldn't. They, they don't have anything. They're a one-dimensional team. Cincinnati has the weapons to be a multi-dimensional offense, and they've got an ability, I think, defensively to continue to improve. I, I still think they're an elite team here in the AFC.
1: Common Man and T-Bone's The Rundown. The Rundown.
3: Sponsored by Mobile Center.
1: Part of the
4: 5G T-Mobile
2: Network. So we're just a little under two hours away from the start of the OSU men's basketball season. Come back. We'll talk about some questions for the season. What do the Buckeyes have to do? What kind of questions do we have as we start that off? We'll talk about that next. Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Van Traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on Route 104 westbound at Elm Creek Drive. Please be careful over here as the road gets cleaned up. About a 15-minute slowdown is expected in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessett. Ohio Laborers, Lessett, and Panera Bread would like to congratulate member of the week Cameron Huff, Laborers, Local 480 Sandusky. Cameron is a second-year apprentice working for Rudolph Libby. Build Ohio right, build it union. Elmianna Ray with Van Traffic.
0: Objects in radio may be dumber
1: than they appear. This is Man and Bone.
2: Welcome in. Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man today. Got the segment that's not a segment. Yikes. Coming up 534. Just a few minutes away. But uh, we were just talking, Jensen, about uh, the Bills and Josh Allen. Wasn't the greatest game from him. Wasn't the greatest performance from them. Uh, Now there's some more problems there, right? Because it looks like he's being evaluated for an elbow injury.
3: UCL, which not good uh, for any of you uh, baseball fans out there. Know that that uh, for the pitching arm, really a a painful thing, and would be a season ender if he's got to have an operation. Hold the phone here, Buffalo. (laughs) Oh, oh dear. That's Um, yeah. So they've talking about derailing a season,
2: right there, right? that that could be
3: it. They've got the Vikings at home, the seven and one Vikings uh this sunday uh is it case keenum
2: Uh, i think so i believe case keenum is and wouldn't that be because stefan diggs is there too i mean that could be a little bizarro vikings connection going up against their old team (laughs) yeah (laughs) the world makes sense i'll tell you i think i'm going to go out on a limb and say the bills would rather not have the symmetry and just have josh allen healthy throwing to whoever he wants to but yes i that's, that's uh, man, what a storyline that is. If that ends up being something, hopefully for them it's not. But we just talked about how this this thing's not over for the Bengals, certainly, as bad as they looked against the Browns. They went and cleaned that all up a little bit yesterday and made us think, all right, that, that offense is still good. So this this I'm not saying that bodes well like you're rooting for that, but there's still plenty of opportunity for the Bengals to be one of those teams that makes playoffs, makes a run, all that stuff. It's still on the table. I feel better about them doing it than I do the Rams clearly of the two Super Bowl teams. I didn't think I'd be saying that coming in, you know, to the next year after all that, but here we are. But yeah, that's big news. If Josh Allen is out for any extended amount of time, that's not good. Um, All right, let's switch gears. Talk a little Buckeye basketball tonight. They take the floor opening game, Robert Morris. Uh, It's not a game that I think most people would circle and say, yeah, this is, that's the opponent you're looking for, right? I mean, the home schedule for the Buckeyes uh, on the men's side not as good as what the women are doing tomorrow. I don't know if you know this, Jensen. The women start off with the Lady Vols at home. So, Buckeye I bet way to go right. That's that's a big time matchup. It'll be on TV. I'm going to that game. Actually, I I was trying to pick which game I want to go to for the opener. I'm going to the women's game because I'm going to go watch Buckeyes and Lady Vols. But this one tonight with Robert Morris. That's that's going to be nice to see them actually get out on the court. So many questions for this team. Tons of them.
3: But I I, I think we really have to give it. A solid couple of weeks, you know, and again, Robert Morris. Heck, I just told you I'm going to Cleveland State tonight. I mean, the, the Horizon League has got some talented teams. Uh, they, they, will, they will not be intimidated by the environment whatsoever, but uh, excited to see what Thornton can do, what Sensabaugh can do. Uh, Roddy Gale, uh, I think in the exhibition, led all the freshmen. He had 14 points and and justice suing i mean the long awaited return for justice suing yeah and is he your is he the initial you know go to guy uh it, it again bruce thornton you got a, a freshman that's going to be leading uh this team as as the point guard uh what can zed key do for you in the front court and tanner holden uh, there's there's a guy that what can he do uh, well he looks uh, right?
2: look pretty good against Chaminade. i know that's not sure saying did. much but yeah, he transfers in from Wright State. Twenty-five points gave you some three-pointers, ten or twelve in the field. Like, yeah, we would take that. If that's if, if there was any even like I don't know sixty percent of that, I would take. If that sure. was night in, night out, right? I mean, sure. yeah, I think that's uh, it, that's a that's yeah, a huge concern. Is you know who's who's the guy on this team that you say all right? We need buckets. We need to feed this guy to score to try to win this game. The Big Ten, you're going to need someone who can just go. Back and forth with the other team's best score, and I just don't know that Ohio State has a it might be just as suing, but he just he has to stay healthy. Number one, and then he has to be able to do that night in, night out, and, and it's such an uncertainty right now. I just don't know who that go to guy is going to be on this team right now.
3: And and I think if you look at the Big Ten as a whole, um, I mean Illinois going to be good. Uh, you and I were talking before the show with, with Ted to Penn State is going to be a really fascinating team. To watch in this conference this year, and you know, Michigan State will be there. Uh, what does Purdue have, you know, for an encore? Uh, I, Indiana, you know, I, I've seen that Indiana has the shortest odds to make the uh, to win the Big Ten, and I can't figure that out to save my life. <laughs> right, that doesn't well, make like, a lot of sense to me.
2: But wh- I don't, I don't I, know, man. I'm not sure what's going on there, and I haven't, I've, I haven't followed as much of Indiana basketball as I probably should have, but. I know this, if you told Ohio State fans you got a chance, if you said, guaranteed you're a top five Big Ten team this year, oh wouldn't, my wouldn't we all sign up for that instantly and say, good, done. I don't want the uncertainty. There's a chance this Buckeye basketball team maybe gets into that that type of space, but there's also a chance they're one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. I, it, it's very high ceiling, low floor for this team for me right now because there's so many unknowns. I I mean, if you look at this conference as a whole,
3: um you know, Indiana is the highest ranked preseason team at 13. Michigan at 22. Illinois at 23. And again, I, someone has to explain to me how Indiana is a favorite to win the Big Ten. I just don't see it with their roster. But Michigan State, always good. They'll find a way. Penn State, I think, is the team to watch as far as if you're not going to have you know, an Illinois or a Michigan um, a, a traditional power in this conference, win it. I think Penn State is the one you, you circle and and see what they can do. A lot of talent on that team.
2: Yeah, yeah, there is. It's it's going to be a tough conference, as we know. Buckeye's non-conference schedule. It is tough at times. I mean, they go to Maui. They'll play some good teams there. They have some good games against teams on the road, right? But they're not going to play a lot of that competition at home. So they will get some pretty soft teams. Not soft teams. Teams outside of the ESPN top three hundred, yeah. let's say, right? All right, let's put that as nice as we can. But they'll have that at home. So if you're a Buckeye fan looking to go to home games and see big time competition coming in, it's not going to be the big names that you're recognizing, but that doesn't mean that it still can't help them figure this out a little bit. They've got a few games to figure it out until they go off to Maui, and then they really the competition ramps up. So I'm tonight, what I'm looking for is I want to see the rotation, I want to see who gets in. Mm-hmm. And does mm-hmm. something. I want to see if there's a freshman like, you know, Bruce Thornton's coming in. All these freshmen are going to be expected to do something, but I mean, he's the guy at point guard that they're probably going to need to do the most as early as possible. So uh, if he can, if he can be something quickly that, that develops into like a real threat of point guard with the ball distributing, hitting some outside shots, that changes the offense quite a bit. So I'm kind of curious to watch him play, but so many storylines. I'm excited to get into it. But uh, yeah, man, college basketball back. Love it. Can't wait. I don't know if... Did you happen to see the score that's been making the rounds? I don't know what the score is now, but at halftime of the James Madison game, which is oh, going on on ESPN Plus, JMU at halftime, this is a few minutes ago, 72, they're playing Valley Forge. They've scored 11 as of halftime. I got an update on that for you, oh, too. What do you, right you got, Teddy? There's oh, an, uh, just over
9: nine minutes left in the second yeah. half. It's 102 oh. to 21. There you go.
2: All right. <laughs> College basketball, baby. I saw, I think it was Seth Davis I saw that had j, j James Madison sharpie. And it's like, well, go ahead, right? Go ahead and you want to crown their ass? Go ahead and crown them. That's fine. God. But Valley Forge, did they set that up when James Madison was alive? That, like, did he look at Valley Forge and was like, put them oh on the schedule. That's Get them well, on the schedule right now. That's well said. I don't well know. That's right there. That's. It's been long. They do these college schedules early, Jensen. I don't know if in yeah. baseball, it's a little different in right. college. They set it up nine years in advance. So this, that could have happened. Uh, we'll take a break. That could be an early candidate for the segment. That's not a segment. Yikes is coming up next. It's man and bone on the fan fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You are going to find an accident blocking the right shoulder of 270 West Outer Belt Southbound at West Broad Street. Please be careful over here as traffic begins to build and an earlier accident has cleared from Route 104 Westbound after Alum Creek Drive. All lanes have reopened. This traffic report is sponsored by Take 5 Oil Change. At Take 5, they're faster than you think. That means you'll get your oil change faster than it takes to get through I-70 during a rainstorm at rush hour. So go visit them and see for yourself just how fast you can be in and out. Take 5
0: Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.
1: Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh yes. This this is Common Man and Tebow.
2: Welcome in. hope your Monday commute is going well. Jensen Lewis filling in for Common Man today. J. Lou, are you ready to do it? Are you ready to get into the segment that's not a segment? I love it. One of the Let's biggest honors it. you can have on this show is to be a participant of the Bang. The thing we call Yikes! All right, I'll get us started off. Uh we were talking about Powerball, the lottery now up to one point nine billion dollars. Or if you take the lump sum payment, it's only nine hundred and twenty-one I'm sorry, nine hundred and twenty-nine point one million before taxes. And I was just going through how to spend all of that money. And I was just trying to think how hard would that be to do if you really wanted to. Um, For example, I love the Lamborghinis 2022 Lamborghini Aventador retail sticker price, $507,000. Yummy. My mouth says, or my math rather that too says you could buy 1,831 Lamborghini Aventadors. I don't even know if they made that many this year, Uh, (laughs) but you could do that. And then I thought, well, I'll just buy two a roadster and a coupe that takes care of about a million dollars. Uh, then how about a, a a home in Malibu on the cliffs? Mm. Uh, I found Iron one, man pad. Yeah, yeah, I found one that had ten thousand square feet, eight bathrooms, eight bedrooms, pool, two acres, seventy-two million dollar price tag. So that that Oof. takes it down a little bit. It's um, a light day, it's I know. A light day, but yeah. I need a I need an East Coast home too. So I thought, how about okay. another ten thousand square foot pad? This one's a penthouse on Billionaires Row, overlooking Central Park, three story penthouse available for Ooh. eighteen million. And mm. and why not? Let's just throw in another 12 million for furnishings, new carpet, new drapes. You know, all the stuff when you move in, you got to change. Wow. That still leaves you with over $700 million. Then I thought, what about buying a private island? You can go mm. uh, Bird K and Cat Cay in the Bahamas. That's $50 million. And then I, I need a PJ to get there, so that's $60 million for a <laughs> Gulfstream. <laughs> After all that, and you factor in pilot costs and fuel and everything else, buying a new place on the island, still $500 million! Like, I don't know. I just realized, I guess my yikes for all this, is that I just realized how much a billion dollars is. Yikes! It's crazy! Go ahead, J. Lou, take it away.
3: All right, so uh, Maine, the state of Maine, is trying to clean up its roadways by removing the vulgarities from their license plates. Didn't know this was a thing, but the state is now enforcing new rules to eliminate F-bombs and other obscenities that appeared on vanity license plates after the state effectively eliminated its review process. Uh, The state began issuing recall letters this month with a handful each day. Obviously, it'll take a couple months to complete the process, but the Secretary of State, Shanna Bellows, is passionate about free speech as a former director of the ACLU of Maine, but she said obscenities should not be on license plates, which are state property. What I would say to those who want to engage in objectionable or questionable speech, get
9: a bumper sticker. <laughs> Yikes. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. IMG Academy in Florida, they're known for having a pretty good football team down there. Well, they were celebrating their senior night on Friday by hosting West Toronto Prep, which is a Canadian team. Well, this game got out of hand early as IMG took a 57 to nothing lead. By the end of the first quarter, yikes. IMG finished the half leading ninety six to nothing, yikes. And that's where the game would end as it was called at that point by officials. Come on, man. Bishop Sycamore put up a better fight than this when they lost fifty eight to nothing last year to IMG and they played four quarters. Yikes. That's
2: right. Bishop Sycamore. Proud <laughs> alum, as we all are. Uh Chase Elliott. <laughs> He had a good car and a good chance to win NASCAR's final race yesterday. Lock up his second championship. Instead, he pulled across the nose of Ross Chastain, another championship contender. Found himself spun out and eventually two laps down, costing Chase Elliott a chance at winning the championship. But that's not what's important to me. What's really important to me is he also ruined my chances at winning the Dick Trickle NASCAR Fantasy Racing League, of which <laughs> I was in my championship race for the third time this this fantasy cycle. But... I have now lost two of the three chances at the, uh, well, we have a model of Dick trickle, one of his old cars that we affectionately call the Dick. So I didn't get to get the <laughs> Dick, but I did hit a drive through pretty hard last night. Big Mac and some fries made my cares go away. Anyway, it's a yikes that I care so much about winning this stupid model car, but yet I do. Jensen.
3: All right. So the Dick trickle portion obviously is something that inspired this next story. Mm. A young co-ed was being interviewed at Arizona State University about the craziest thing she did during summer vacation. She went on to say that she was contacted by a sugar daddy Mm -hmm. who wanted to pay her $10,000 to give him a golden shower. (laughs) Cash was exchanged. Yeah, yikes on that. And apparently she blocked this person from any communication on social media whatsoever. So about six weeks go by. She shows up for her first class of the year. And who do you think the professor is? It's the man who paid
2: for the golden. Yikes. Just, just keeping, you can't
1: make this up.
2: Keep it. And you know, what? we're also gonna hit this one too. I don't even I, I feel like that can't be real, but it must be. Alright, sorry. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, Teddy.
9: All right, uh let's see. I saw this uh Yikes headline. Uh, oh, yeah. 55 students may have to retake their SATs after they were lost from a UPS truck. Yikes. Apparently several tests were lost while in transport after they flew out of the truck transporting them. <laughs> All but 55 of the tests were recovered, but those students will obviously have to retake the test. They won't be charged for the retests, but some of the students were upset because they were hoping to apply in time to or, you know, early deadlines to certain colleges of their choice. Now they have to wait until they get their next test scores back. Yikes! <laughs>
8: Uh, My final one is Victor Wembenyama highlights. This dude is seven foot two, and I
2: just watched his most recent one over the weekend where he dribbled about nine times in between his legs like he's Mm. Isaiah Thomas in his prime. And then he hit a jumper from three point land off of one foot like Dirk Nowitzki. This guy is seven foot two. My mind cannot process this guy. Yikes.
3: Uh, San Francisco is a foodie heaven uh, with plenty of Michelin starred restaurants, and also people in San Francisco love their dogs. So it might come as no surprise that an entrepreneur decided to combine the two passions, creating what's believed to be the first restaurant exclusively for man's best friend Mm. for $75 per dog. Doggy dinners get a multiple course bon appetit meal featuring dishes like chicken skin waffles and filet mignon steak tartare with quail egg. It also includes a mimosa and a baked treat for the pup's human.
2: Oh, that's nice. Uh,
3: Some critics have expressed online outrage over the price point for the Pampered Pets, pointing out income inequality, (laughs) gentrification, and homelessness Mm. in the city. Uh, For the cost of the menu, you could buy at least five big burritos at one of the many nearby taquerias in the Mission neighborhood. Yikes.
9: Daddy. All right. Uh, The National Park Service, uh, they want humans to stop licking this toad. The toad in question is the Colorado River toad, which secretes a potent toxin that can make people sick if they touch it or get the poison in their mouth. Yikes. Apparently, some park visitors have discovered the toxin has a hallucinogenic, so they experiment with tasting it to get the ultimate high. So the park service had to put out a statement to tell people to refrain from licking the toad. Yikes.
2: That does. I mean, that does sound like the thing you would say on a college football weekend when someone's like, "I, I don't know. I got to tell you, I think Iowa could run with any of these teams in the championship four. I really think they could." And you'd just be like, Wait, "Are you licking toads, man? What's wrong with you?" Yikes! Yeah, that's good. Thanks for that, Teddy. I appreciate oh, okay. it. Good stuff, Jetson as well. That was yeah. fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Back pages next. It's Man and Bone on the Fan. Fan traffic
4: from the Meisters
5: Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some slowdowns on 270 West, out southbound at West Broad Street. It is blocking the right shoulder, passable with care, but please use caution in the meantime. You'll also find a crash on Westerville Road near Route 161, also causing delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Feast for less this Thanksgiving and save big on your entire meal with Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound. Limit two. Shop all your favorite sides, pies, ice cream, and so much more to fill your family table at Meijer. Only an array with fan traffic.
0: Every fan knows the right player in the right Final segment of the program.
2: Jensen Lewis been filling in for Common Man all day today. Now joining me in the other chair, where I usually sit next to me, is uh, Timmy Hall. What's up, Timmy? How are you? Oh, hey, you guys. Good to be with you. Yeah, this is, it's been a good time here. Jensen's been hanging out. I saw something I thought might interest both of you. I don't know, Jensen. Okay. Uh, are you into the uh, any of the the stuff with uh, I don't know space exploration? Any of that stuff? Oh, you sure. Seen? Okay, oh, yeah. so. The lunar eclipse is about to happen tonight. It's the first one since May, apparently. The blood moon is what they call that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Um, The the moon blood good. Right. Something like that. Right. There you go. (laughs) 5.16 a.m. to 6.41 a.m. Eastern. But I I was reading this article, and there's a line in it that I just need to read to you guys. This is from uh, ABC News. Okay. Says the total lunar eclipse will be visible throughout North America in the pre-dawn hours and across Asia, Australia, and the rest of the Pacific after sunset. As an extra treat, Uranus will be visible just a finger's width above the moon, <laughs> resembling <laughs> a bright star. So I just want to let you know if you're getting mooned, Uranus is going to be right there if right, you're watching just a tonight.
8: Fingers, just a finger's a sco- width, just a, a scotch, sco- sco- just, <laughs> just that's just a scotch away. That's an actual astronomical moon? term. Fingers moon with fingers
2: with Uranus. Uranus. Yep, that's exactly that's, right. What,
8: what did God. it say? That was an extra special treat. Extra special treat.
2: Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> the, the, that the, is the a moon. treat. Fingers. So I'm going to be looking for Uranus. All I'm going to be out there this morning, tomorrow morning. I
8: guess is what I should say. I'm going to get up early and go check it out. I'm all see right it. on the spot. Tell me the difference, the technical difference between the lunar and the solar. Uh, lunar eclipse is that the so the earth
2: the earth (laughs) is between the moon and the sun yeah
8: and the solar
2: eclipse is that the moon has blocked the sun from our vantage point on earth yes right yes Yes. well done done. okay good
8: moon in between the earth and sun yeah i don't know if you know
2: this jensen but jason stark who we have on the show quite often he is a huge fanatic about the solar eclipse but he has n- he like does not care at all about lunar eclipses doesn't even doesn't even phase him. But
3: so good nugget for you, Rick yeah. Manning. Uh, of course, our great yes. uh, analyst for Guardians broadcast is a fanatic. I mean a a sommelier of the different moons. Oh, you know, like the oh my god, yeah, like right. We at least have one bump back from from commercial break with when these certain moon phases happen, and he just rattles it off like they're bad wow. like a, like
2: a waning gibbous or something like that or a a, waxing? A waxing or a waning? Waning and waxing. I
8: think it can yes. both. Yeah. I think yeah. it can go both ways. I think there. a crescent strawberry is moon. Oh, yep. strawberry wow. moon. I've never oh, been yeah. to
2: one of those. Never seen yeah. that.
8: Yeah, this this is very timely guys, but we were we were looking for something to watch. Usually we start a movie, you know, when the three of us are sitting on the couch you know, late at night and uh last night we were in the HBO Max and Jack kind of is into the the natural disaster Oh, genre okay right? who, who doesn't right. love a good deep impact yes. or an armageddon but there's only so much comet that you can do right mm-hmm. everything's a comet heading towards the earth of course there was one about the moon falling into the earth oh <laughs> quite interesting yeah. Oh, wow. yeah i would say so called, i think it was called moonfall Moonfall. Go figure <laughs>
0: oh yeah <laughs> and Very it turned original. out
8: that the moon was just a structure Oh, it wasn't I'm even. Sh- I'm sure Kyrie loved this movie. <laughs> yeah, I bet he. I bet he did. I bet he was all over <laughs> Thrilled that Thrilled to death but about he was this all over movie. that one. Yeah. All right. So we've got the start
2: of Buckeye basketball fan warm up is coming up. You've got the solid uh, twelve or fifteen minutes you're doing for that. And so, so I'm not. Although I love to make fun of you for that. <laughs> what is actually? What are you? What are you looking for tonight with this basketball team? What was one of the things you're checking out?
8: Well, um, I think everybody's going to be looking forward to seeing Justice suing. Yes. Now he's not mm. on the. He's not on the availability report. That doesn't mean that he's going to play just every means he's single... Avail- it means he's available. Means he's there. Means he's gonna be in uniform. He he could play. We don't know if he's gonna start. How much is he gonna play? That of course is thing one. And I watched the game against Shamanad, so I might I saw some things in that game, but clearly the what rotations Chris Holman is gonna go with. It's a real game, even though These guys are ranked 294th in the annual yearly starting Ken Palm ratings. So you shouldn't, no matter what happens with Ohio State's team, you shouldn't be messing around with Robert Morris. But it's just going to be an extension of what we saw against Chaminade, how these transfer students blend in with the true freshmen. Because despite having some older guys on the team... It's a new team when they're playing together, so they got to figure this out quickly.
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh, Fan warm-up show coming up with Timmy's top of the hour. Then 6.15, we join network coverage with uh, Paul and Ron as they get you into Ohio State men's basketball, start of the season there. Back pages now, let's do it.
1: The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone.
2: Sponsored by Care Heating and
4: Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. All right,
1: Jensen, take it away.
3: Uh, So, basically, if you're a fan of dogs, the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show has a new venue. Hmm. How about they're going to take over the U.S. Open Tennis Center, the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. So, you're going to have the dog show at one of the hallowed grounds for one of the majors in tennis. So, I don't don't get it, right? I don't get it. Why do we have to move outside? This is an intimate thing. It's an intimate competition. And now you're going to put it at the home...
2: Of the U.S. Open, I didn't realize that many. I mean, I know people watch that thing. I didn't know they could fill up what that main concourse or oh, that main stadium. Big, I man. mean, I didn't know. But that's what is that going to hold? Like fifteen or twenty thousand people in that that big stadium they've got? Is yeah. that really going to so, be what absolutely. you want for the dog Arthur Ashe right. Stadium? Is yeah. that what it's going to be? Or he said, yeah, I don't, I don't know which one it is, but yeah, it's the still Billie Jean King Billie National King. Tennis Center. Yeah. Oh, okay. Still, that seems like a pretty big deal. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to watch and find out how uh, how popular it is. Yeah, because
3: it said next year, the top dog will be crowned in the center of Arthur Ashe Stadium. Okay,
2: there you go. It happens in May, and then, of course, the U.S. Open in August and September. It's amazing. All right. Well, Jay Lou, it's been fun. We'll do it again tomorrow. Timmy Hall is up next with all the Buckeye basketball coverage you want, and then the tip will start right after 7 o'clock right here on The Fan. We'll see you next time. It's Man and Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic.
4: From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center.
5: Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on 270 southbound West outer belt at West Broad Street. An accident blocking the right shoulder. Please be careful as traffic continues to build in this area. About a 15-minute slowdown as things get clear. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. It's Invisible Fence brand's mission to help keep pets secure at home, and their exclusive Boundary Plus technology does just that. As part of the pre-Black Friday sale, get $300 off your system through November 15th. Schedule your free consultation at InvisibleFence.com. That's InvisibleFence.com. I'm the NRA with fan traffic.
0: Everything The Lindsay Honda Studios.
4: Honda makes the cars, Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
0: WBNSFM, HD One Columbus, No fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone.